Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag three, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over depression. <laughs> Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? Out here in the fields, I fought for my bills. I would say that the Disinformation Governance Board was the victim of disinformation. Disinformation is false false information spread with malign intent. And clearly there was a malign intent on some actors in the media and in politics. This childish behavior is endangering our national security now. (laughs) I don't need to be. I'm 38 weeks pregnant. Not that that saves me from criticism, but I don't deserve death threats for my public service to the country. I hope that we can walk this discourse back and recognize that this vitriol makes us more vulnerable. I doubt it. You are fake news. Go home, bitch. Very fake news. You sound like a hysterical, bleeping, snowflake, lesbo bleep. The American people are tired of women. Don't you understand, you dumb son of a bitch? All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations (laughs) to both of you. You're awesome. We'll do it live. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Nina Jankowitz, more like... Nina Jenka quits, am I right? Got her. As I mentioned Wednesday, a round of applause and a pat on the back to everybody who did their civic duty by tweeting an empty egg carton meme at Nina on Twitter. We did it! It uh, it is exactly the sort of principled light harassment that we needed to end this particular threat to the Republic. However, should we be careful what we wish for? Her Disinformation Board continues under evaluation, and it's now headed by someone who is, by all indications, at least as bad, if not worse. So we'll catch up with all things on the Disinformation Board. But first, I hope somebody has checked on former Hillary campaign manager Robbie Mook this weekend. If you guys are friends with him, maybe send him a text, see how he's doing. Uh, His tragic and unexplained suicide is imminent after he testifies at the Sussman trial that Hillary personally approved of the campaign's plan to send false information to media to push the Trump-Russia collusion hoax ahead of the 2016 election. We will go through all of that. It's um, there's a lot of complicated information, but uh, just a big just stepping on all the rakes, it appears by Team Hillary. And uh, well, it's uh, it's entertaining, but it's also very it's it's damning for the country. You know, it's another story of. You kind of knew this was going on the whole time. Now you have even more substantiation and uh, who's going to be held accountable for it. Maybe Michael Sussman, though I have my doubts on that. And no one cares. 
yeah, it's uh, we'll, we'll see uh, this, of course, being part of the ongoing Durham probe. So perhaps more is to come. But uh, with, the, <laughs> with the rest of the show, uh, we're still on Supreme Court watch for yep. uh, the incoming Roe decision. And we have updates on uh, Elon Musk and Twitter, including an allegation of sexual harassment when Elon from uh, stemming from when Elon was at space or he still is at SpaceX. But this is related to an employee at SpaceX. Uh a couple of cases of hoax hate. And uh, before we get out of here, the, the movie review tonight is The Hunt. So stick around for that. And of course, we will catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. We'll get to as many as we can before 1130 p.m. Eastern. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show. Over on the website, that is mattchristensenmedia.com. The show store is up and running on the site. We have shirts, we have hats, we have mugs, we have it all. Plus, we have great offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This this week's feature business is our friends at Sonoran Defense Technologies. At Sonoran Defense Technologies, we understand that the two-way industry is a unique community with people from all walks of life who come together over the love of firearms and freedom. We also know that control and comfort when it comes to your firearms and gear is absolutely crucial. As such, we produce advanced stippling that provides a great-looking design with the performance to match. You will maintain a positive grip during even the most demanding situations, whether on duty or EDC. Sonoran Defense is renowned for our precision laser stippling on OEM Glock frames and CZ P0709s, which provides both aesthetic profiles and performance enhancements that are far superior to what factory textures provide the shooter. We also pride ourselves on great customer service and response time. We stand by all of our work and simply do not cut corners. It has to be perfect every time. Learn more about our brand and the full range of products and services at SonoranDefense.com. And remember, Snorin. What was that? New commercial. Ah, yeah. The, uh, I just want to know who did the voiceover. <laughs> yeah, he's got a. Good I guess. So tell me how you made your voice sound like that. It sounds great. <laughs> anyway, remember, Snorin doesn't just make the coolest custom Glocks around. They can uh, custom laser engrave magazines, knives, drinkware. They even laser engrave the artwork on this very PC that's streaming this show right now. You get 10% off everything from our friends at Sonoran Defense using promo code G's. That's J-E-E-Z at SonoranDefense.com for 10% off. Find everything you need from our friends at Sonoran Defense, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Western Razor Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more. That's over at MattChristensenMedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. Uh, Let's hop right into the news uh there were uh, a few primaries on tuesday the most significant of which was in pennsylvania a, uh, a senate seat republicans will have to hold uh after the retirement or the coming retirement of pat toomey and so now it's down to dr oz and hedge fund manager david mccormick that might not be the most exciting lineup of all time but there are still additional reasons for optimism which i'll get to in a minute uh, they are Ugh. both neck and neck after uh, both Oz and McCormick received just about 31% of the vote to challenger Kathy Barnett's 25%. Currently, Oz is leading McCormick by about 1,100 votes or 0.1% with 99% of the ballots counted. That will almost certainly be within the half a percentage point that triggers a recount by state law. 
So if if you can't get enough of this show, it's going to go on for a while. Uh, The campaigns are currently. A show. You got that right. That's what this is, a show. The uh, the campaigns are currently feuding about whether to count undated absentee ballots as well. Uh, State election (sighs) officials will have until Thursday to announce a recount. That recount in combination with the legal battles over which votes count means we likely won't have an answer on who will run for that Pennsylvania Senate seat from the Republican side for a little bit. But as I mentioned, even if neither of those candidates gets you enthused, which is completely understandable, at least from my perspective, uh, here's something that might be more generally encouraging. As we get deeper into primary season, Republican turnout is showing significant increases compared to the last midterm 2018, uh, says this New York Post story through an elections analyst. So far in 2022, voter turnout is up 13 percent from 2018. That number is driven by an approximate 30% increase in Republican voter turnout, while Democratic turnout is down 6%. Uh, The picture was the exact opposite in 2018 when Democrats took control of the House with a net gain of 41 seats. So perhaps we can see some relief uh, or at least uh, uh, some stoppage to all the insanity come fall. Yeah, I bet we'll get enough uh, non-swamp creature conservatives to to turn the government around and take us out of this spiral that we've been going through for the last century. This is the year, guys. Everyone well, vote because it totally matters. It's it's not in itself sufficient, but these are reasons for optimism. Some of us dare to try it from time to time. Uh, and at this I won't. point, you can't make give, me. I'm not. I'm not suggesting you vote. I'm not. Well, I no, am no, suggesting, I won't be you vote, optimistic. but I'm not forcing <laughs> you to. Um, but yeah, any any reason to look forward to November, given the state of the country, I will take it. I guess so. At least we're here for the show. Uh, yes, our show and their show. Which one is the real show? You decide. Uh, here's another piece of news that, um, well, might not be excellent news, but I suppose is great relative to the steaming pile of crap that is the alternative. So uh, recall that tomorrow, May 23rd, was supposed to be the end of the Title 42 policy at the border implemented in March 2020 at the onset of the coronavirus. Title 42 allowed for the immediate expulsion of illegal immigrants without opportunity for an asylum or other legal hearing. The Department of Homeland Security had forecasted that with the removal of the policy, we could see a surge of as many as 18,000 migrants at the border a day or 500,000 a month which would be numbers that would blow away previous records. We actually did see a new record for border encounters in April, 234,000 illegal immigrant encounters what? at the Southern border. I think something like a hundred thousand of them were immediately expelled under this title 42, but it's, that's still that's not, not a great. It would be a good batting average. I don't know if it's a great uh, <laughs> deportation average. Cause that means that most people are actually slipping through the system, even when yeah. they're supposed to be immediately expelled. But, On Friday, a federal judge in Louisiana blocked the Biden administration from lifting Title 42 on the ground on the grounds that um, the administration did not use proper administrative procedure in making the move. The CDC did not allow for public comment before finalizing the change as administrative procedure law requires. The ruling will likely spark a months long legal battle, reports the Texas Tribune, if upheld. Uh, The ruling will require the CDC to continue authorizing the expedited deportations for some time since the notice and comment process for federal regulations is typically a months long process. So, you know, maybe not the catapults that you have long hoped for, but not as bad as it could be either. We will see what sort of uh, 
what sort of wave hits this summer, uh, regardless of what policy is. That's uh, the new American standard, isn't it? Not as bad as it could be. That's the Biden platform. Well, maybe it is all conditioning to just uh, get people to be happy with uh, things that are merely okay (laughs) relative to the disasters that he pumps out on a regular basis. Speaking of, Joe Biden is now setting records of records for gas prices. Of course, each day you hear news about a new record high price. Well, uh, now we're looking at a record for consecutive days of new records. Friday marked the 11th consecutive day of a new record national average gas price at four fifty nine a gallon, according to AAA. Oh, God. An unprecedented streak, according to the organization. How high can it go? Well, an analyst over at uh, J.P. Morgan uh, is predicting a national a national average. Okay, this is not California or some weird freak place. National average of six twenty this summer is what a J.P. Morgan analyst is predicting. That would be a thirty percent increase over today and a seventy percent increase over a year ago. And there's there are gas stations in Washington State that are reprogramming their pumps to allow for double digit prices as in $10 oh a gallon plus. What are we going to do? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do because Joe Biden has a plan for you. He went to South Korea or is currently there and he's meeting with uh, the executives of South Korean companies that are handling a lot of the technology that's going to get us out of this, including batteries for electric cars. And Joe Biden says his big plan is to get you relief at the pump by making sure you don't need the pump at all. You'll just get an electric car. Thanks to Hyundai, uh, we are uh, being part of this transformative automobile sector and accelerating us on the road where we're going to be handing to uh, the United States of all electric future. That's what we're shooting for. But batteries, batteries that will be made at this new facility in Georgia are going to power cars without one drop of gasoline and increase security of our battery supply chains as well. That's going to serve save families money at the pump because they can skip the pump altogether. See? What about the initial cost of getting an electric car, you fuck? I'm wondering when exactly this uh, glorious future kicks in, because if you're one of those people who might have trouble affording either $5 a gallon gasoline or an electric car, uh, what do you do? And maybe the answer is don't drive. But even if the answer is don't drive, you can't avoid the costs impacting every single other good or service you may need or purchase. Uh, Oh, wait, before you go on, did you hear about this Australian uh, gas thing that they're they're going to uh, do it by mileage, driving mileage? Do what? They're going to um, charge you for for how much like tax commuting. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I've heard such ideas proposed. Is um, it a tax? It must be. I would assume. I mean, obviously, you have to pay for gas by mileage because gas is what powers your mileage. Right, right, right. Um, but, but this is the way they get people to commute. And then additionally, soaring gas yeah. prices to commute by public transit. Yeah. Uh, you know, and even if you decide to opt out of all of that, you're not going to commute by gasoline or it's just impossible to get away with the with what they've done to every facet of the economy. Oh, I know. And the records are extending into the stock market now. The decline of the Dow uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average Stock Market Index is now in record territory, or at least 
long time, decades long record territory. The Dow has now posted eight consecutive weeks of losses. That's the most consecutive weeks since the Great Depression, 1932. The S&P 500 also entered bear market territory on Friday, meaning a 20% decline from recent highs, though it did close just outside of it. So that's great. You know, these are all very difficult questions that will require a skilled communicator to answer. We saw uh, such demonstration from Kamala Harris about working together last week. Thankfully, Joe Biden maybe hasn't hired the best, but he has hired at least the blackest and the gayest and the foreignest communicator. She is very black. Yes, she she advertises it and insists that we know. A few weeks ago, we asked the audience what would be a good nickname for Joe Biden's new press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, and we overthought it. I mentioned I this on Wednesday. I, I, I had an emailer uh, email me a nickname, and it was so perfect and obvious that I felt like a moron for missing it. Her, na- her nickname is Jen Blackie. It's Jen Blackie. And I don't call her Jen Blackie because I think her blackness is the most important. I call her Jen Blackie because she wants her blackness recognized as one of her three most important traits. So here is Jen Blackie introducing herself. I am obviously acutely aware uh, that my presence at this podium uh, represents a few firsts. Uh, I am a black gay immigrant woman, the first of all three of those to hold this position. And that's why, exclusively why, I have this position. Uh, as terrible as a selling point as that is. Uh, maybe Jen Blackie should stick with that answer to every question that she gets because her attempted answers were even worse than the introduction. Last week, of course, Joe Biden tweeted um, that if you want to bring down inflation, we should make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. So Peter Ducey asked for the reasoning behind this claim. Just ask Jen Blackie to explain how that works. If we increase taxes on corporations, how does that reduce inflation? And Jen Blackie read off a script about climate change. How does raising taxes on corporations lower the cost of gas, the cost of a used car, the cost of food for everyday Americans? So look, I think we encourage those who have done very well, right, especially those who care about climate change uh, to support a fair tax code that doesn't change, that doesn't charge manufacturers, workers, cops, builders, a higher percentage of their earnings, that the most fortunate people in our nation and not let that stand in the way of reducing energy costs and fighting this existential problem, if you think about that as an example. Okay, all jokes aside, I have no idea what the hell she's talking about right there. Mm -mm. Nope. I don't follow at all. And she's reading. It's one thing if you're just off the cuff and you're incoherent. She's reading something and it's incoherent. It's a Kamala situation. I, I assume she had some paper that said, if they ask you this, respond with this. But how could the paper possibly say, if asked about corporate tax rates, respond with climate change nonsense? Yeah, with the incoherent answer that has nothing to do with the question asked. So she should have stuck with the original answer, which is, I am black, I am gay, I am an immigrant, because that made more sense. And besides, it's worked for other politicians, too. Here's Andrew Cuomo getting out of a similar spot. I am black. I am gay. I am disabled. So, you know, I just I advise Jen Blackie to have that button handy for whenever she she should. It's she should. a difficult question. It's much more coherent, much easier to listen to. Well, 
Speaking of somebody else who could probably use a little communications assistance, that's former President George W. Bush. George W. Bush hosted an event Wednesday at his George W. Bush Institute in which he gave a speech about elections and discussed the evils of Putler. Bush was trying to condemn Putler's invasion of Ukraine and made one of the most brutal and cringiest gaffes I have uh, seen in some time. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 75. Uh, <laughs> Still younger than Joe Biden, 75. Oh, my gosh. The, these Freudian slips. It sounded to me like he said Iraq 2 in correcting That's what himself. He said. So yeah. that means that would mean the invasion of Iraq was also wholly also, unjustified and brutal. Yes, that's exactly what he said. I'm glad to hear he's come around on that one, I guess. <sighs> Well, um, on that theme, if you uh, if you love sending U.S. troops to Muslim hellholes to prop up governments there, uh, you'll love Biden's latest move. Yeah. Uh, if you guys remember, Trump uh, pulled out 700 troops from Somalia and Biden has just signed off on this month on a plan to return these troops, although they're, they're capping it at 500. And the troops are going to help Somalia's fledgling government fight the Al-Shabaab militant group affiliated with Al-Qaeda, which I, I'm not really buying any of this. This is just a way to get us further immersed in forever wars. Uh, not to mention, you've seen Black Hawk Down. It doesn't matter if it, 500 troops is like not shit. If you have like 5,000 skinnies coming at you, you're all going to die. Well, when it's uh, that small of a troop count, too, I I guess I would assume it would be for some support slash technically non-combat uh, purpose. But at least if the New York Post is correct here, they're saying they're being sent to fight Al-Shabaab. Yeah. That's the word in the reporting. So, yeah. OK. Um, I mean, Godspeed. I, I, I'm sure. Capped at 500. This is how Afghanistan happened. It was yeah. just they would raise the cap every year. And then suddenly we've been doing it for 20 years. Uh, we've been I'm, in Somalia forever, too. I'm sure this is the election that the Somalis got right. And it is right on the cusp of its of realizing its Wakanda potential. Right about there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, we should invest more resources into Eastern Africa. They'll get there <laughs> one day. Well, right after we're done with Ukraine. And then oh, we can yeah. worry about eastern africa i'd uh, rather put money in ukraine okay i have I, I haven't sold you on some of the glimmers of good news this is good i don't care what anyone says martin shkreli out of prison is good news as far as i'm concerned yeah for some reason i was under the impression that he'd hiked the the price of an aids medication well he, what was the medication that's why it was he for became... toxoplasmosis it was a daraprim yeah but you know i don't i don't see why this is such a problem well, like, it's just a parasite. The uh, I have to refresh my memory about the original scandal. So, uh, the, so the, okay. the medical scandal. My my appreciation of Shkreli really has nothing to do with the <laughs> scandal for which he became famous. It's just his who he is after the fact. I appreciate. I know, and he's done some stuff that I did not even know about, which I'll talk about in a second. So, for those of you that don't remember, Shkreli is this uh, this pharma bro. 
And he was originally sentenced to um, seven years in March 2018, but it was unrelated to him hiking the price of uh, Daraprim for toxoplasmosis 5,000%, (laughs) which I kind of think is awesome also. He's just sticking it to pharmaceutical companies and stuff. Sweet. Good for him. There was, I remember reading about it before and it was more complicated than presented. I I can't. Yeah, of course it was. I I need to refresh Um, my memory to say, to speak you know, more confidently yeah, about uh, what exactly that was. But I don't give a shit, you know? Well, anyway, I got to so go back to it. But I, anyway. He was on. released from a Pennsylvania prison early into a halfway house in New York State, and he's going to be released from the halfway house in September. So he was not supposed to be putting anything on social media, but he did get on Facebook a few weeks ago and he said, getting out of real prison is easier than getting out of Twitter prison. Good for there, him. There's his selfie. It was just a few days ago. It was on May 18th. So Wednesday. Oh, was it? Yeah. Good for him. I couldn't log into Facebook to even see that article. Oh, you should be able to see it without being logged in. No, they wouldn't let me. Oh, well. <sighs> anyway, there's, I there's his walk, awesome walk selfie. Good for him. Um, and I did not know this, but in he was also jailed for this in uh, 2017 for making a Facebook post offering $5,000 to anyone who could get a lock of Hillary Clinton's hair. Did you know that? <laughs> I was unaware of this. I, okay. I had no idea. I, I didn't hear that one. Yeah. And then in 2016, he auctioned off an opportunity for someone to punch him in the face. Uh, someone had to take advantage of that offer. Did they not? I, I don't I don't I don't know. I just uh the more I find out about him, the more I like him. Hmm. Anyway, he's going to be out of jail soon. No doubt just slaying his way through Huffington Post poon <laughs> as he do. Well, uh, I have to uh, to, to mention or to, to revisit why I, I love Shkreli, among other episodes. In 2017, Shkreli was banned from Twitter for posting photoshopped images of himself and Lauren Duca. <laughs> The uh, feminist, uh, former Teen Vogue columnist, Shkreli made his entire header on his Twitter profile. In fact, pictures of Duca and kept posting picture photoshopped pictures of him and Duca together and tweeting about his, his love for her and all this. Eventually, uh, Shkreli even DM'd her to say, hey, I'm going to Trump's inauguration and I have a plus one. You want to be my plus one? And she <laughs> became enraged by that. And so. One where at the time Lauren Duca got in touch with Jack at Twitter and they just banned Martin Shkreli where it goes. Ultimately is the Huffington post puts together this whole story about it. You scroll down to one of the the most legendary last sentences in the history of progressive journalism. Quote, the Huffington post attempted to reach Shkreli via an email address. He had previously listed on his Twitter page. We received a response that read quote, lol suck a dick. And that, that is why I am a Martin Shkreli fan. Oh, God, I love him so much. <sighs> so we, we'll see. Uh, he won't be back on Twitter unless Elon is successful, but uh, perhaps some. That's not looking good. <laughs> vintage Shkreli will return. Anyway, it, 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 that's if we all survive anyway. It's monkeypox time. We're all going to die of monkeypox. That's the news. No, of the weekend, no, too. only faggots are going to die. Oh, it's, a, it's gay monkeypox. Is that it how is it's transmitted? Gay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. So monkeypox is native to Central and Western Africa. There are a few cases in the United States, I think only a pair of cases. And then since May 14th, it's in Canada, uh, the UK, Spain, Portugal, at least 80 confirmed cases of the disease worldwide. 
another 50 suspected. Um, I think we only have two or four in the United States. Wait, 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 wait. Native to Central and Western Africa. Do you know how people got it from Africa? Well, you can't be called monkeypox. That's racist. How is this even allowed? Well, even worse, uh, this originated from some faggot traveling to Africa and jerking off some big African dong and then bringing it back to his native country. That's how this happened. (laughs) Okay. That's confirmed? That's confirmed. Okay. Confirmed. I did not know the origin. I did not. Um, okay, Why so is this it even is what called? They mo- said. I thought, wait, wait, wait. It came from a monkey or did it not? Well, it depends on how you feel about black people. <laughs> I mean, like what's the technical, like chimpanzee or, you know, one of those uh, non-human well, primate. Same, it's of the same virus as smallpox and other things. But from what I can read, from public health sources, this did come from some kind of sex tourism in Central and Western Africa. Okay. Or just people going there and hooking up with randos in Africa. Where does the... Mo- okay. So I, I, it can't be called monkeypox. They're going to have to change this. I'm fine with that. Um, so this is what they said. The source of the outbreak in other continents, in continents other than Africa, has not been determined. But in the past, cases have typically been associated with travel to the continent or animal bites. The agency says also has been transmitted by homos jerking each other off direct quote CDC. The CDC said that. Oh, wow. No, 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 no. But they did say (laughs) the World Health Organization did say on Monday, the World Health Organization signaled that some of the cases confirmed recently in Britain surfaced amongst gay men. Okay. So they are getting it. It is sexually transmitted, but it's also transmitted to touch contact. So like AIDS. If AIDS exists, it's going to um, get into the heterosexual. If community. AIDS exists, where what is what is this about? AIDS is now a, a, AIDS is a hoax. No, no, AIDS is not a hoax. HIV oh. is not a hoax, but something that like weakens your immune system. You can actually get AIDS from other viruses. Well, we all know Anthony Fauci made AIDS, just like he made yeah, coronavirus. Probably. That's the origin. Um, but now you can, <laughs> you can get Wuhan. this from. It's like in the same way you could transmit bed bugs. You can get it from sheets. You can yeah. get it from shaking somebody's hand, stuff like that. Um, or if you get but bit it, by an infected ape, apparently. Yeah, I like how they're like, either somebody got bit by an infected ape or they J-O'd some African. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Um, but still, even though this is mostly a homo thing, President Biden said on Sunday, the new monkeypox outbreak should concern everybody. Mm. Um, and then symptoms appear one to two weeks after infection. And then you feel like flu-like symptoms and headaches and shortness of breath. So every disease. And then five days later, um, you get a skin eruption that looks like smallpox. Hmm. Okay. Well, I will be on the lookout. If you get it on your hands, don't touch your wiener because it'll spread your wiener. too. (laughs) I can take monkeypox on my hands. Just please not on my, not your wiener. And then the guy that you meet at the rest stop is going to get it on his mouth and his hands, and then the gay hooker that he kills later is going to transmit it, and the mortician's going to get it, and then we're all going to have fucking monkeypox. I wish I could hear exactly what you just said in a Fauci voice. That would be... Wouldn't that be something? That would be great. Okay, any other uh, critical pieces of monkeypox information? No. Okay, well, there's no way I can transition to this next piece of news from that, so... Just go right into it. Uh, Hillary's body count is about to gain a notch if it hasn't already. 
And I'm not sure if we've seen any proof of life from former Hillary campaign manager Robbie Mook since he left the stand at federal court on Friday. But as I said at the top of the show, if you're friends with old Robbie, send him a text. Make sure he's okay because he directly implicated Hillary Clinton personally in a piece of the Trump-Russia collusion lie. This part of the trial of Michael Sussman, former Clinton campaign lawyer, charged with lying to the FBI. Now, before we get to Mook, Let's back up and remind ourselves what exactly is going on at this trial. So recall the investigation of special counsel John Durham, tasked by then Attorney General Bill Barr three years ago to investigate the origins of the Trump-Russia collusion uh, claims three years ago. So uh, this was April 2019. Durham gets appointed to special counsel. And the investigation has continued since. And the first prosecution pursuant to that investigation is this trial, is this uh, prosecution of Michael Sussman. So Michael Sussman at the time, this is summer 2016 into fall 2016, right before the election, was a lawyer for Perkins Coie, the famed law firm which Hillary paid for the through which Hillary paid for the Christopher Steele Piscate dossier. In September 2016, Michael Sussman approached his friend James Baker who was general counsel at the FBI, claiming he had information showing a link between the Trump organization and a Russian bank called Alpha Bank through a server with shared access. Sussman is charged with lying to the FBI because Sussman said he was bringing this information to the FBI just as an individual, just as a guy who's concerned about law and order in his country and not as a paid representative of the Clinton campaign, though he was on campaign payroll at the time. So that is the context in which former Clinton campaign manager Robbie Mook and other witnesses have been called to the stand at this trial. They are testifying as to whether Sussman was in fact working for the Clinton campaign at that meeting with the FBI in which Sussman gave the FBI all this information about supposed communication between Trump, the Trump organization and um, and this bank in Moscow. So Robbie Mook takes the stand and he's answering questions about this claim that Trump had secret communications with Alpha Bank. And Mook says that he first learned of the claim, first learned of this supposed communication between the Trump organization in Moscow through Mark Elias, another lawyer at Perkins Coie and longtime Clinton and DNC operative who was general counsel of the Clinton campaign at the time. So Mook says... He, he doesn't know if Hillary approved of the idea for Sussman to go to the FBI with this story. Oh, God, he's going to get whacked. But going through the FBI was not the only way of getting this information out there. Going to the media was another strategy of distributing this information. Yeah. So a campaign staffer later passed the story to a Slate reporter who published the story uh, on October 31st, 2016. Of course, a week before the election. Slate's story claimed to have corroborated the allegations through three anonymous computer scientists who said they had monitored digital traffic between the Trump organization and Alpha Bank in Moscow. Their sources were not named. The specific evidence was not shared. But according to Mook, this is where Hillary gets implicated. The move to pass this information to the media, in this case, Slate, was personally approved by Hillary Clinton. Mook said, quote, we discussed it with Hillary, it being the decision to push this information to the media, quote, she agreed with the decision, said Mook. 
And sure enough, right after Slate published the story, the uh, Hillary campaign put out a very official campaign statement in a tweet describing the Slate story as, quote, the most direct link yet between Donald Trump and Moscow. Now, this is also very interesting. According to Mook, uh, the the campaign staffers did not want the allegations turned over to the FBI um, because they actually didn't have they didn't have total confidence in its veracity. So they they did. They're saying the can Mook is saying we at the campaign didn't want to go to the FBI because we didn't really believe or at least have confidence to believe in the story. So we went to the media instead. To summarize everything we've just said, Hillary's team invents a story. They pushed that story to the media behind the scenes at Hillary Clinton's personal approval. The story then gets published with perfect October surprise timing. And then Hillary's campaign puts out a statement asking like the story is some new discovery that they're just learning about when they are the ones who created it. And they didn't want to tell the cops because they knew it was crap, or at least they weren't very confident in it. And how do we know it was crap? Well, because the FBI, at least for several reasons, one of which is the FBI looked into it and concluded it was crap. Uh, (laughs) Earlier in the week, former FBI general counsel, James Baker, who was Michael Sussman's friend, uh, who was part of this, this meeting in question where Sussman is alleged to have lied. uh, James Baker testified as well as FBI agent, Michael Hellman to whom Baker gave Sussman's information. So Sussman goes to meet with, Uh, Baker, who's general counsel for the FBI, Baker passes it off to Hellman, who's supposed to investigate this. And Hellman said at the trial uh, that he knew right away the information wasn't valid. He said, quote, I felt whoever had written that paper had jumped to some conclusions that were not supported by the technical data. I do not feel they were objective in the conclusions that they came to. The assumption is so far reaching, it just didn't make any sense. Hellman speculated that whoever authored the report simply searched for Trump on a data set of email servers to make the connection. Sussman's lie uh, to the FBI is material because that's the charge here. It can't, can't, generally, it's not just a lie to the FBI that matters. It's a lie material to invest to to uh, the investigation or material to uh, how how that investigation would develop. In this case, it's material because Sussman going to Baker and saying, I'm not with, I'm not here on behalf of anybody. I'm just here as my own guy. That meant that Baker kept Sussman as a confidential informant. And when he gave the information to Hellman, he didn't say, Hey, this is from Hillary Clinton's campaign, which certainly would have impacted Hellman's judgment on this material and sort of explained his uh, initial reaction that he thought this was not particularly well vetted and a political motive would explain that. But because uh, Sussman went to Baker and didn't explain his true intentions or who he was representing, according to the FBI's, uh, according to the charges brought against Sussman in this case, it just meant that Sussman was concealed um, from the FBI personnel actually doing the investigation. And um, it it sure looks like Sussman lied, Uh, not just because Robbie Mook confirms this story was discussed among Hillary's campaign uh, for uh, promotion months before Sussman went to the FBI, but because Sussman's text to Baker says, quote, I'm coming on my own, not on behalf of a client or company. So we know, number one, the Hillary campaign wanted to promote this. Number two, Sussman was a lawyer for the campaign at the time. 
And number three, Sussman presented himself to the FBI mm-hmm. explicitly saying this presentation has nothing to do with the Hillary campaign, mm-hmm. even though that's where the information came from and that's who he works for. So it would appear as there is a pretty solid case here for lying to the FBI and getting a conviction on that basis, which yeah. means, of course, that Sussman will walk. I fully expect he'll find his way out of this. Yeah. Uh, the media vetting explanation. I, I find this so interesting from um, from Robbie Mook on the stand. Well, their their denial here is that we're, well, we're supposed to believe they just went to the media, not for political reasons, but because they wanted to have the story vetted. Oh, we, we want to have someone with journalistic integrity look through right. the story and confirm it. Mook said, quote, we decided to give the story to a reporter so the reporter could run it down. Our hope was the media was going to run it down and it would be substantive and accurate. Right. So according to (laughs) Mook, they were looking for accurate reporting, not a political opportunity, which is why they gave it to Slate, known outlet of rigorous research and verification. And Slate, all those uh, all those, um, you know, rigorous objective journalists over at slate they just so happened to get all of that rigorous objective research done right in time one week before election day it just wow what are the odds the the defense there for going to the media to vet it is is sussman's entire defense in the story itself ignore appearances it's all just coincidence that's what we're supposed to believe and it was a particularly bizarre move to put Mook on the stand because this was a move by the defense. Mook was called as a defense witness and it brought Hillary's, it brought that tweet that we looked at Hillary's campaign tweet or campaign statement tweet back into admissible evidence in the courtroom. Really? Yeah. So let me get the, uh, the national review has an interesting theory about this, but, um, but yeah, so Mook was brought as a defense witness uh, meaning he was called up there in theory to make Sussman look better, not worse. Of course, by all accounts, he didn't do that. He spoke to exactly the sort of broad Clinton campaign conspiracy that the prosecution is looking to prove. So it opened the door to previously excluded evidence. Pre-trial, the judge barred Hillary, uh, a series of Hillary tweets that pushed the Alpha Bank story, including that official campaign statement that we saw. So, um, so putting Mook on the stand opened the door for that tweet to be introduced to the jury. So why the defense would even put Mook on the stand is a question beyond reason on the surface level. The National Review has this interesting theory here that the case that the defense is trying to build is that Sussman was actually betraying Clinton or betraying the Clinton campaign in going to the FBI, not working for them. So he didn't lie. So he's off the hook. Hmm. That might be the angle that they take. And that might explain why they put Robbie Mook up there. But yeah, yeah. whatever they're trying to do, it doesn't make Hillary look good. And things when Hillary doesn't look good, people pay. And that's <laughs> that's the situation that we're in. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, another another note here. In a moment, of course, we'll talk about Nina Jankowitz and the disinformation board. We know that Nina pushed all kinds of disinformation nonsense in the past Uh, She also pushed this exact disinformation. She retweeted Hillary's claims at the time, just before Election Day 2016, saying they confirm our worst fears about Trump. And Nina is horrified. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm sure as we're supposed to believe, as we'll get to later, she's she's objective. She 
puts aside her politics when she's yeah, doing disinformation sure. work. And as one more reminder, uh, the guy who actually authored this false statement from the uh, Hillary campaign that was factually incorrect and just misled about the story's origin. Again, this campaign statement makes it sound like unassociated computer scientists have discovered <laughs> when in fact they invented the whole thing. Right. The guy right. who authored that statement is Jake Sullivan, who is your current national security advisor. Great. Very Do few you feel in, safer? Very few in media have uh, a lot of questions about that. <laughs> One last note. Uh, we obviously shouldn't assume this is the only time or the way, the only way that they've laundered information like this. They create stories, they push it to their journalist friends, and then they act like the stories are organic revelations. Exactly. And and not their own creations. Listen to Robbie Mook talking about the similar claim of Russians behind the WikiLeaks uh, DNC emails in, in 2016. Some things he says here sound awfully familiar. But it's a very, very strong charge that you're leveling here. <clears throat> you're basically suggesting that Russians hacked into the DNC and now are releasing these files through WikiLeaks to help elect Donald Trump. Well, this isn't my assertion. Uh, there are a number of experts that are asserting this. I think we need to get to the bottom of these facts. But that, that is what experts are telling us. Experts have said that it is the Russians that, in fact, went in and took these emails. And, and then if, if, if they are the ones who took them, we have to infer that they are the ones then, then releasing them. Hmm. Do you care if this guy gets killed? <laughs> On principle, I care if anyone is killed unjustifiably. What's your follow-up question? Wouldn't it be justified? Is that, is it is, uh, I'm, I'm trying to scale it back these days. Well, uh, Susan, Susan is getting her axe ready. That's for sure. Uh, but no, it, a lying sack of shit that guy is. The point he's making there: Hey, don't look at us. This isn't our story. This is what the experts are saying. Trust the experts. Listen to the experts. So again, just apply this to a whole host of stories that you hear. They create the story. They launder it through an expert who they control. Mm-hmm. Expert just means puppet, not critical thinker or honest analyzer. I, I just. They're two different contexts, obviously, when we're talking about coronavirus and WikiLeaks in 2016. But it was bizarre to go back six years in time and hear the same rhetorical strategy applied. Well, don't yeah. listen to us. Trust the experts. Yeah, but they're your experts. <laughs> they're, you guys control the experts. They're just your lackeys. Mm. Pretty amazing. Is it amazing, though? Well, they're lying to everybody's face and they know that they're there's really not going to be any kind of repercussion. And the general public doesn't care about this anymore. Like, who's actually watching this? Uh, you're I think you're right in that it's mostly um, partisans. That doesn't yeah. mean that it is only a partisan interest. This is a massive political scandal that I think everybody should uh, be critical of for. Oh, principled I agree reasons, with you totally. But, yeah. But people don't give a shit. I agree that your average independent voter is probably not paying much attention to. They should. Sussman. What crap are they doing? Oh, I don't know. Probably trying to count, probably trying to find quarters in the couch cushions for gasoline yeah, for or gas. something like that. But, uh, and that's not the only uh, revelation. I, I hesitate to even call this a revelation because, again, it's something that has been known for a long time. But now that alleged journalists are finally getting around to doing their jobs, 
we learn more information. So NBC got their hands on a copy of the old Hunter Biden laptop hard drive, and they found some things that were worthy of reporting 18 months after they were saying, like everybody else, it's Russian disinformation. Don't pay attention to it. Oh, my gosh. It's so much money. Okay, from 2013 to 2018, Hunter Biden and his company, Burisma, they brought in $11 million, $11 million. And it's from his work with with two Chinese accounts, these two Chinese businessmen. One of them, um, Ye Jinming, he was convicted in 2018 of economic crimes in China, so fraud, bribery. They detained him for questioning. He's never been seen again. Who's uh, Who did the detaining? Chinese officials or? Chinese officials. Okay. And then his other, uh, his other um, contact, uh, this other Chinese businessman, Ho, he was also convicted of similar crimes in Chad and Uganda, and he was sentenced to three years. So not okay. dead as far as I can tell. Um, but yeah, review of this of these uh this dump on this iCloud dump showed that it was about eleven million dollars just between those those five years. And Hunter Biden has said he hasn't said, but the expenditures compiled in his hard drive um show that he spent more than two hundred thousand dollars per month. From October 2017th to February 2018th on uh, 2018 on hotel rooms, Porsche payments, dental work, and cash, but that that doesn't even account for a million, does it? Well, I'm confused. Are they saying that the company earned 11 million dollars, or Hunter Biden personally? The company, but it was Hunter Biden personally. Okay. Um, and then where does the rest of it go? In his book, I believe he admitted to burning through a bunch of cash with drugs and partying and people that stole from him and hookers and his multiple mortgages and alimony and child support. But like $11 million. I don't know. Maybe you could spend that in five years if you have like a major drug habit. But he wasn't doing like the creme de la creme of cocaine. He was like. It was Parmesan like getting, cheese. Yeah. Yeah. He was like smoking Parmesan cheese and getting like. <laughs> like cheap crack whores. It's not like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know he was uh, a lawyer for Burisma as well. Board member of, of course, this being the Ukrainian energy company that needed his Mm -hmm. expertise. It's, it's, it's weird. I'm I'm sure this is related to current events somehow. No, no, totally independent. It has nothing (laughs) to do with uh, any of the current relationship or any of the giant buckets of money added to Ukraine currently. These $11 million, they're they're Hunter Biden's earnings. And more than half of that um, came from these two Chinese business interests. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, this is another one of those stories. Really important. No one cares. No one gives a shit. But NBC came out and they're talking about it, even though they probably didn't have to. So you got to wonder why they're doing that. Well, the the only defense I can... Uh, it's 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 mostly not even talked about by people who would defend it. But the only defense that seems available is just no Hunter Biden was that good of a worker for these various business opportunities. I mean, if Hunter I'm going to hire somebody that's, that value I, that I assume is going to be on drugs, but is still going to be highly effective. Like I want I want your high functioning cocaine addict. I don't want an alcoholic crack addict. That hmm. person's worthless to me. <laughs> Get it together, you crazy Chinese. You're hiring the wrong guy. Okay. Anything else on the Hunter Biden front? No, I mean, nothing's going to happen. Who cares? Next. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, next we have Nina Jankowitz, but we're probably at a good time for a break. Uh, this, I just need a blonde button. That's, who cares next? Who cares next? Yeah. I know. It's just so frustrating, you know? I, I know I've said this like a million times on the show, but back when all this FISA stuff was happening, we had like a real heated argument offline about um, what was going to happen because I was Part really of that was optimistic. On air, I think. Was it? I don't know if I it was, was so heated, optimistic. But, yeah. I was really pissed off. I mean, I, I because I, I, <laughs> I was yeah. so mad at you. Yeah. Um, for those of you that don't know, like I, I made all these videos about like how there was going to be justice because this FISA thing is so outrageous and it's an obstruction of justice and blah, blah. And I was just like, the, the, the system is going to take care of this. And you were like, you need to temper your expectations. And I was so mad at you. And now I'm like, who cares about any of this? How the tables have turned. I try to scrape an ounce of uh, optimism out of you, but it can't. Be that done. was my last surge of of trust in any yeah. kind of federal institution. It's just gone now. You really spent it at that point. It's, well, uh, it's what do you, you think that Hunter since. Biden's going to go to jail or like? Um, no, I think the, I think the best that you can hope for in all of this is political accountability, and we're going to get. Um, we're going to get a test of that come fall. And if it's anything sort of uh, the the uh, bloodbath of accountability that is forecasted electorally, Susan, if, it, if it's anything short of that, there, I mean, yeah. then then all all mechanisms of accountability are gone if that uh, doesn't work. But am I expecting massive uh, prosecutions and justice to come out of the um, come out of the Durham investigation? No, they might get Sussman on lying to the FBI, but the, but that'll be Unless they unless they come out with something crazy that we haven't seen yet, it'll be at most some of the things that happened out of the uh, the Mueller investigation. Like you, you get a guy for lying yeah. to the FBI. He goes away for a month or something like that. But a lot of people are asking questions about the Mueller investigation relative to this, too, because how do you look into Trump Russia collusion and not arrive at all of these points of origin that all trace back to the Hillary campaign? I I suppose the only defense that they would say is those were not material to the criminal question that was uh, that investigation's purpose, which is, was there Trump-Russia collusion? I suppose it's a step maybe outside the scope of the invest. If you conclude no, is it a step beyond the scope of that investigation right. to say, uh, if no, who invented the lie? Maybe Mueller didn't think that was his role. If I'm trying That's to, true, yeah. If I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but if you want to be cynical, and I can't blame anybody who is cynical, um, the whole thing was a diversion from what they actually did. It totally you know? was. I mean, and for your average left-leaning centrist, uh, which I think is a, a huge chunk of the population, even right-leaning centrist, um, it, it no longer behooves anybody to. Um, try to blame things on Trump or to be deeply entrenched in like some kind of Trump related narrative. Uh, so th they have a huge incentive to keep this out of the news cycle. And if it's kept out of the news cycle, then the average American is not going to have any basic level of familiarity with any of these things. So there's no thirst for justice. And if there's no hmm. thirst for justice, then, then why does it matter on the larger scale, whether or not, justice prevails. I mean, it matters to us because we're principled people. It matters to you because you're a principled person. <laughs> Thank you for clarification. Um, um, yeah. Yes and no. I mean, I, I guess the counter I would say is that public public thirst for justice doesn't always mean justice. Like the passion of the mob does not always create but justice. That, but that reassures that that reassures Americans that we're still united 
in what brought us all together in the first place, which is a desire for independence and justice. If we've lost that as a society, we're totally screwed. Yeah, those shared values are awfully difficult to find these days. Point, point taken on that. And then the justice, it needs to, that would reverberate through society if people actually gave a shit. Well, maybe. I think it, it, a lot of this stuff, as, as wrong as it is on principle and, and as a matter of law, it's still very abstract to your average American. Well, like, yeah, people should stop being so stupid then. I mean, I know that I'm I'm hugely blackpilled, but there is a, a a big reason to be at least conversational on a lot of these topics. Yeah. No, I, I agree that we should. Uh, the only counter I would have is for some people, I suppose maybe that's somewhat of a luxury when you are working as hard as you can to make ends meet as difficult that is the, as that is currently. You know, I understand why you might not sit down and read a whole bunch about what's going on at the Sussman trial in the Durham probe. You don't probe have to that. read a whole bunch. You just have to read the Daily Stormer for like 10 minutes every day <laughs> and you pretty much are caught up on world events. Or you can listen to this show. Oh, which, oh yeah, of course. I, would, I forgot I forgot about this show. <laughs> which I would advise as uh, the That's superior so method. Uh, two and a half hours a week, like we get you pretty much caught up on everything that matters. I right? Would, I would say us plus other sources would be the the, the best way. But, you know, again, to us. again, for a lot of people, that's not it's not easy to devote that much time a week to news consumption. But wow, anyway. I, I, I totally forgot about about our own show. Um, that's not great. All right. Let's do some super chats. Daniel Kunkel, the CDC ordered millions of monkeypox vaccines. I wonder if mini Mangeli, Mangel, Mangel, the Nazi guy, is that his name? Mangel? I don't know. I'm not the Mangela. authority on those topics. He supposedly did all these um, crazy experiments. Um, hmm. Fauci will try to make it the next thing. But with all the economic woes, I don't think people have any patience for him. I don't think this is going to matter. Also, from what I can tell, uh, monkeypox is it's not a super big deal. It's rarely fatal. Although I did read fatalities as high as 10%. Does just, all that stuff scar? All those, uh, probably know, whatever if it's called, like smallpox, the then it does the little sores or whatever they are. So everyone needs to just withhold hand jobs until everything is safe. Noted. All right. Holden Mulray says, hi, truth seekers, New York, a Chicago style pizza. Chicago style pizza is an abomination. Mm. It's just fucking lasagna. Authentic Chicago is too hardcore, and I say that as someone who likes like a thicker, doughier pizza, but not that is like if you have to eat it with a knife and fork, that's too far, man. Like yeah, that's I know, yeah. but I like the, the the cornbread crust or whatever it is. I like the cornmeal or whatever it is. I like that. Um, so the themes of Chicago pizza I like, but if you're saying authentic, I would have to go with New York, New York, yeah. because Chicago authentic is just too far. Oh, Saint, give me some St. Louis style pizza. It's just pizza like on a cracker. Oh, I thought it was going to be like bullet casings as toppings or something like that. Oh, they do that too. Oh. Yeah. And some toasted ravioli. <laughs> I don't like the cracker pizza though. That's no. I love it. Just like a thin, crisp, yeah, just uh, so thin. No. It's just incredibly thin. I love it. No, I'm out on that. Robin D. Banks, like a million chats. Thank you so much. I'm just going to read these. In succession. All right. Yeah. Um, while my fellow memers have been mushroom stamped, jank a bitch off the interzones. It's far from over. Her replacements have been named Shertoff and Gorlick. Who are yeah. they? Let me explain. Shertoff, 
Um, co-wrote the Patriot Act, former attorney for Halliburton, also tried to make a law for companies to give encryption keys to the government so they can spy on us forever. Head of DHS during Katrina Gorlick, attorney for BP, tried to hide the scope of the deep sea oil spill a few years back, also hired by the Kush to help shield him from nepotism laws during the Trump administration. So in summary, while it's great, we got rid of Jankovic. We need to keep going. She's been replaced and the replacements aren't better. We need to meme the Ministry of Truth from existence. Now for the victory lap, Nina Yankowitz, Jankovic, <clears throat> to the internet. No, please, mister, don't stick that big thing in my dookie. It'll ruin me for life. Please, I ate chili for lunch and I'll make a mess. You were so dignified in the first few super chats. I didn't expect it to we go We love you. Way, but You're very special. Thank you for supporting the show. And I didn't even hear about the second guy. We're going to talk about Tridoff a little bit. But I actually did not hear about the BP guy. So it seems like things are getting even worse over at the disinformation board. Yeah, man, I'm not much for nature, but like the the covering up of of things like oils, it, it just makes my blood boil. <laughs> You're not much for nature. What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't get this deep spiritual experience when I'm in nature. I'm always like, I'm cold. There are too many bugs out here. Hmm. Where's the sleeping bag? So are you pro-pollution unless they cover it up? <laughs> no, we need to preserve. <laughs> this is where I can get with the left. Like, yeah. if the government's going to do anything, it needs to be doing things like protecting our water sources and protecting the environment. Like, what's your job if you're not going to do stuff like that? Uh, securing the rights of the individual. But, well, that too, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess. But, well, I... I I shouldn't scoff at it too much. I, I'm not an anti-environmentalist. I just know that, especially when all that stuff is federalized, it becomes so nonsensical. It's incoherent and it's an obstruction to the rights of people and the rights of you know business owners and all that. So, corporations need to be curtailed in terms of environmental pollution. Like what what is happening in China? Where they don't care about human rights or the environment is a total abomination. Yeah, I just think I think we've done a lot of curtailing. I think we've curtailed plenty. But not and in it, the right direction. I mean, well, we're still getting companies polluting water sources with like forever chemicals like PFOAs. It's in the breast that, milk of all women. But that's kind of my point is like the federal government getting it correct is uh, a once in a lifetime chance. You know? Yeah, but this, it's their job. How else are you going to stop companies from polluting? Uh, well, I just think that, again, like like almost all regulations, the more localized and the more accountability the, that there is to the to the local community is actually going to be beneficial. I just don't trust the feds to handle any of that, any of that stuff. Yeah, but you if, think if the it's EPA a mega corporation this... and then they're lying to people, then then it has to be handled by the well, federal government. Well, yeah, but that, and that something like that might be more of a like a fraud type case than than even the pollution itself. There are other angles on that, too. I'm not saying that <laughs> blonde is an eco fascist. Oh. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you want you might want to read that manifesto one more time. It's, you know. Hey, Ted Kaczynski talked a lot about this. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I certainly I, I one of the things I love about being here is the pristine environment. I'm not pro environmental destruction. I just I just don't equate EPA and environmental um, preservation as the same thing. Well, I don't think that they're effective. I'm just no. saying if the government was doing what it's supposed to do, this would surely be under their purview. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think that it has, I suppose, to the extent it's an inter, it has interstate commerce issues, although that's been extended. The logic behind that has been extended beyond recognition, too. Um, I just 
I just don't trust the feds to handle this kind of stuff, but that's. I, you're right. You're right. Clown pill, black pilled, Ted pilled. Ted pilled. All right. I bought PN. No, no. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. I am not going to be niggardly. You can't say that. Only Bernie and Joe Biden can say that. Did did he earn a Bernie? Did he earn a Bernie? He did. Oh, well, then I have to give him that. I am not going to be niggardly. But I bernied him. (laughs) You can't. No, you can't do that. Only Bernie can do that. How come the algorithm will not pick up Bernie Sanders, but it will pick me up? I don't know. Well, also, I mean, Susan's algorithm works in very mysterious ways. It it bans certain sounders, but not others. But you can. Bernie is just fine. It's a word that has nothing to do with black people. Um, That's true. The the origins are not even the same. Uh, They're completely different. U.S. Yay. We have elected the worst leader ever. Australia. Hold my beer. I didn't even see what they did. What's going on in Australia? Well, apparently things are about to get a lot worse. Um, let me read a few more of these and then we'll we'll circle back. Uh, Thanatos Lycos. Been watching since the start and I don't think I've been able to throw money your way before looking at a promotion and wanted to share the love. Oh, well, thank you. And Thanks congratulations. That's, really, pills. that's great to hear. And the relatable hate, Blonde. <laughs> white pills and relatable hate well maybe that you know people always uh, dogged us or dogged me rather for changing the name of the show maybe white pills and relatable hate would have been a better name i like for it it's show. a bit long yeah should i read more of these uh we we should probably get moving we can okay. come back to them but because uh, i just have a few over on uh, tippy stream as well that i need to get to and over on d live uh <laughs> this guy's not getting me again herb ever smells Somebody please nominate the death of Stalin. I suppose that's for the movie nominators to consider. If you are one of the future movie nominators, consider the death of Stalin. Pleads Herb Ever smells. Charles Yaus over on Tippy Stream. What's the origin of the Matt and I once made love micro meme? You know, someone dug that no up and emailed me. And I, I did have it. And I what I should do is find that person's explanation and put it in the FAQ on my website. So that I don't have to do this every time. I don't know it off the top of my head. And I don't know that I still have the reference. So if you're the person out there who dug up the original Matt and I once made love. Please email me again. And I will do my uh, due diligence. I will make the effort this time to actually archive that. So that Charles and future askers can have their answer. Stop asking. If I learn it Charles once again I will send it your way. Thank you. Uh, Brian Stelter the professional potato. Says there was once a man from Montana who looked like. Wait, 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 wait. Who liked men with voices soprano. After his YouTube show, I told him time to go. He came over and touched my banana. No. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of. Why are you gay? That was not uh, a Matt and I once made love explicitly, but it was in, in spirit, I suppose. Rod uh, Bischoff says, uh-huh. Uh, McCall... Uh, gave me a shitty route. I think I broke your water. Yes, bitch. I'm tired. What's the difference between Invacare and Drive? Nip slip, Christian, Christian, actually sharky. Sh- no, actually shaky, shaky, shaky. That's his. Co- what was that? That was totally incoherent. I, I thank you for supporting the show. I, I wouldn't say that that was quite as incoherent as a Jen Blackie press conference, but it was it was close. I, it's probably something coded that I didn't pick up on. I'm sorry, Rob. I'm sure you're trying to get me one way or another. Moist farts says glad to hear Bex. uh, Bex got robo rock. I hope she's pending her 
spare. I hope she's spending her spare time in the kitchen, perfecting the art of sandwich making. I, sp- I did. I did get a Robo Rock, and ah. I love my husband, and I love my child. But this might be the best thing that's ever happened to me. This was the thing that we were talking about. Was this Wednesday? This or was this last I Sunday? I got a robot vacuum. Yeah. That mops and vacuums. Huh. And it I probably sleep. spies on you and forwards the information to the FBI too. I don't even give a shit. I don't <laughs> care. Take all my data. I don't care. Yeah. It's the best thing it's ever. I I I love it so much. All right. Um, are you done? Because I did want to mention something. One that more. Today. One more that's really relevant. Phil says today okay. is the 80th birthday of everyone's favorite manifesto writer, Uncle Ted. Unfortunately, he got his addresses mixed up and it was a little pedantic uh, and was a little pedantic in his letters. Otherwise, he could have continued his writing in freedom. <laughs> he did. I think there were a few other complicating factors, but he was he yeah, had a way true. with words, some would say. So uh, today I I just got this email um, show milestone today. Hmm. We have a fan who is losing his eye, hmm. losing his eye um, because he nipped it with a blackberry uh, bush and it uh, ruptured and it got super infected. And so they Whoa. are unable to save the eye and he has offered to send it to me. Oh, my God. And I am going to take it. Oh, my God. <laughs> a you, show first. Well, so it's possible that by the end of the show, I will have a room filled with all of your body parts. Well, first of all, um, I mean, Godspeed to that man. That's, a, you know, that's really unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear he it. He sent me a picture. It is gnarly. The eye is still in and he sent you a picture. Yeah, he's getting it removed in the next few weeks. Wow. Um. Holy cow. And of all the like sort of odd things that have happened over the course of the show, not not even odd, but just things Blonde and I never had predicted. Marriages coming out of the show, children being born out of the show, other This is clearly the most amazing This is thing. definitely the most bizarre. Wow. Is it bizarre? Well, it's I suppose it's exactly what should happen given your uh your proclivities for such novelties. He's gonna get it cut out of his face anyway. It's just gonna get thrown down some hospital garbage disposal. Does it go next to the toe or elsewhere? Where's this going? I will make a shrine to this eye. Hmm. This is so amazing. I'll I'll never have an opportunity in my life to have a specimen like this. Do we get to see it on the stream? Fuck yeah, you get to see it on the stream. Is it your pro- Does that guy need to consent or is it your property once you receive it? Oh, I'll ask him what he wants to do. I will respect <laughs> his decision. All right. His body, I just got his this choice. email at the start of the show and I'm, wow. I'm very excited. Well... Uh, we will come back to your chats at the end of the show. Thank you guys. Much appreciated. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. For now, we are back into the news. And of course, uh, that starts with uh, Nina Jankowitz and the um, and the disinformation board, which uh, I mean, so short lived, at least her tenure for the board. It was only like three weeks ago that this was announced. But on Wednesday, Taylor Lorenz over at The Washington Post got the scoop. DHS is pausing the uh, disinformation governance board, according to multiple employees within the department. The decision to pause was reportedly made on Monday by Tuesday morning. The uh, Mary Poppins cat lady, Nina Jankowitz was slated, uh, who was slated to run it, of course had drafted her resignation letter Tuesday night. Jankowitz was pulled into a call with DHS officials uh, who gave her a choice to stay on while the project was paused. According to Lorenz's story, the pause comes quote, 
because of the backlash that the board faced. So I'm only barely joking about the egg carton memes. They are explicitly citing public pushback as the reason for this decision. So seriously speaking, all the all the public criticism was very relevant. Now, yeah. how meaningful is this decision? We'll get to uh, as the chatter uh, just reminded us there are kind of some reasons to be maybe if not just concerned, more concerned, perhaps. But Wednesday morning, Jankowitz officially resigned. So that has happened. Lorenz blamed all of this in her article on the uh, right wing Internet apparatus, which she says identifies a target, presents a narrative and then repeatedly mischaracterizes it across social media with the aim of discrediting and attacking anyone who seeks to challenge them. Lorenz explicitly blames uh, Jack Posobiec uh, for creating the initial stir on Twitter as though only right wing ideologues could have questions or dare oppose a government board overseeing information distribution and information control. For example, the ACLU, which is all but a progressive advocacy organization at this point, even they tweeted earlier in the month. The disinformation board has not been adequately explained, and the ACLU is skeptical about government arbitrating truth and falsity. So, uh, Jack Posobiec was tweeting too. It's like, I thanks Taylor. I know you may, I know you think this makes me look really bad. This is actually like a career highlight. Yeah, highlight so, thank yeah. you for the publicity. <clears throat> Lorenz says that everyone was just mischaracterizing the board. The board would not have the power or ability to declare what is true or false or censor Internet speech or make operational decisions. After all, Lorenz notes, a DHS spokesperson said the board will not police speech. Quite the opposite. Its focus is to ensure that freedom of speech is protected because we all know that government spokesmen never lie. Thank you for the critical journalism. Taylor Lorenz. But um, but uh, Nina Jankowitz officially resigns. And uh, and has since started giving her first interviews uh, after the uh, announcement. Uh, well, she hasn't pu- spoken publicly since the announcement of the board. Now she is in an interview with CBS. She says the disinformation board was itself a victim of disinformation. She says the country is now at risk because the disinformation will flow freely. She says her decision to quit was more about the DHS caving to the trolls rather than the trolls themselves. And also uh, I guess she's not actually a cat lady. Apparently, she says she is 38 weeks pregnant. What? That's what she says. Yeah, I would say that the Disinformation Governance Board was the victim of disinformation. So the difference between dis and misinformation is disinformation is false mis- false information spread with malign intent. And clearly there was a malign intent on some actors in the media and in politics. They completely mischaracterized its mission. And frankly, uh, this childish behavior is endangering our national security now. I'm 38 weeks pregnant. Uh, not that oh. that saves me from criticism, but I don't deserve death threats for my my public service to the country. Uh, and so I hope that we can walk this discourse back and recognize that this vitriol, this partisanship makes us more vulnerable to the threats, the very threats that the disinformation governance board was set up to address. I'm happy to take one for the country when it comes to protecting our national security and putting these issues at the forefront, because I do believe they are some of the most pressing issues of our time. It was less about the threats and more about the department's response to this disinformation campaign and, and the threats against me that caused me to step down. The board is now, uh, its future is now uncertain. If you cover up her chin, she's not that bad looking. 
<laughs> what what is it about the chin? It's just it's too pointy, too sticky outy. It's just too big. She's got a little got Jay it. Leno thing going on here. Hmm. Um, I'm surprised she's pregnant. Yeah. Uh. Well, I good for her. Uh, what annoys me about the pregnancy thing is she brings that up and says, "Well, it's actually not that that is relevant." Well, then why are you bringing it up? Like, it's not that I should be shielded from criticism, but I don't deserve death threats. Well, do non-pregnant women deserve death threats? And also, I'm sorry, not that it justifies it, but welcome to the Internet. OK, yeah. Death threats are kind of it's what happens of yeah. on the Internet. But what bothers me most about her explanation that the disinformation board was itself the victim of disinformation. Mm -hmm. If you can't stand up to the Twitter trolls, which number one, they're not just trolls. These people have a very serious criticism that is rooted in one of the first principles of our country. But if you can't stand up to the Twitter trolls, how the hell were you going to stand up to foreign yeah, governments? I know. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Putler would have easily defeated you if you can't handle the Twitter eggs. And this commentary about, well, you'll, uh, I'll take one for the country. It's my service to the country. Uh, no, this is a betrayal to the country. Government yep. has no business overseeing speech content. It's not like you're storming Normandy, lady. You're, you're, you, this is no service. Nobody asked for this service. Nobody needs this service. She says it's partisanship. We got to put aside this partisanship. Again, free speech values are not partisanship. It's what we're supposed to all agree on foundationally. You're the one who's betraying that. And um, and, and if you don't like the the trolls, if you don't like the misguided criticism, if you don't like the death threats, and if pregnancy is actually your top priority, go away. Why would you even try to do this job Why at 38 weeks pregnant? Yeah. Who would do that? And you're I, emotionally fragile when you're pregnant, too. I, I can imagine. It's, uh, what was she thinking? She's like, I'm going to take on the internet with yeah. my baby in my womb. It's like, what, what are you doing, bitch? I, I don't even say that dismissively. Like, I don't even say that jokingly, like, get back in the kitchen, bitch, or something like that. I say but that seriously. sincerely. It's like, if your child is your number one priority, actually... And I think that we should have common ground on that. I think she would agree that principle. Why in God's name would you subject yourself to this? Yeah. In the interest of that child, why would you do this? Why would you do it? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, but Jankowitz also says um, <clears throat> that she is politically she's politically neutral. You know, it's unfortunate that she's been portrayed as some kind of partisan because she's not. She is objective and nonpartisan. She appeared on Chris Hayes show on MSNBC and she says the claims that she was a partisan actor, those were wildly out of context. She has a career of being really nuanced, a really nuanced and reasonable person. Never mind that she was a Hillary campaign volunteer. Yeah. Never mind that she did a musical performance in honor of Elizabeth Warren. Never mind that she uncritically accepts and promotes every false Democratic talking point ever presented. Never mind that she is actually a Joe Biden campaign donor, which uh, was reported uh, over the weekend. Now, she gave a few hundred bucks yeah. to Joe Biden. Again, not that I you, you have a right to do that. Lots of people give to lots of campaigns. But for her to act like she is not a Democratic Party loyal person uh, is is insane. Just a just a neutral, objective observer who happens to support the party in every single context. She's not even trying to hide her yeah. partisan well, opinion. Well, it, it's I think that it is a victory for the country to get Jankowitz away. First of all, the real victory for this country is to get this board done with and not mm -hmm. and make it not a thing again. Getting Jankowitz out of the way, I guess, is a partial win. But then the question is, 
if they're maintaining the board who replaces her. So the board, again, I'll mention and emphasize it's not dead. It's being paused for reevaluation. On Wednesday, the Biden administration announced that Michael Chertoff will lead the board through this transition. Uh, Chertoff is the former Homeland Security secretary under Bush and personally co-authored the Patriot Act. So he knows a thing or two about uh, some federal infringement. Big fan, he might say. (laughs) Chertoff is also a Hunter laptop truther. He said the laptop must have come from, uh, quote, Human intelligence sources, implicitly Russian spies, and he dismissed uh, as, quote, preposterous the claim that Hunter's laptop was, in fact, abandoned at a computer repair shop. So I'd like to think uh, or hope, I suppose, that all this disinformation board just gets abandoned. But they're hiring. It'll be something else. Yeah, they're hiring an even more entrenched guy to run it now. And I fear that it's going to operate exactly as intended and designed, but potentially out of public sight now. They, yeah. I think they just boot Jankowitz to appease the mob and then they continue doing this crap behind the scenes. So are you ever going to see the disinformation board itself censoring you on social media? Almost certainly not. But remember Jen Psaki talking about how the White House flags posts for Facebook and others, other social media to remove. I could see that that flag work being done behind the scenes and coordinated in that way while you never actually see who's doing the uh, quote unquote research and analysis that goes behind the censorship effort. So even though I am encouraged to see that uh, a little public pushback got some results here, as long as this board, even in a pause state remains operational, I am, I'm still worried. I'm not completely encouraged by this. I am too. Yeah. This is going to turn into some, some other beast. It's also a little disconcerting that they admitted that it was the public pressure that forced them to do this. That's not in character. Yeah, but it, I, it, it does. I suppose it does um, give the impression they, they want the impression that they're throwing you a bone. Yeah. They want you to think that you have been appeased would yep. be the cynical way to interpret that so i don't know the only thing i can think of is you got to send empty egg carton memes to michael chertoff and see if it works i don't know how we're gonna have to get more personal with him i don't what's the male equivalent what do you do i i don't know we got to figure it out though because it's it's an urgent matter all right um we teased it last week and it did not happen so we'll just do the same thing this week and eventually one of these weeks we're going to be right and we'll look like geniuses <laughs> according to fox news the supreme court said uh, or the supreme court could issue its decision in the dobbs case to overturn roe versus wade and planned parenthood versus casey and return the abortion issue to the states tomorrow may 23rd fox reports this with reference to a leaked dhs memo that shows the department is prepping for a nationwide wave of violence following the decision's release however um fox does not actually have any sort of inside information here at least it appears i was not a fan of this story because it got my hopes up and then i scrolled down and read this quote the supreme court issues opinions on mondays at 10 a.m eastern time so the next opportunity would be on may 23rd well Mm. that's not Yeah, that's not special information. That's just speculation based on their routine schedule. So the story, um, the story is, you know, not with any sort of information that really anybody else uh, could have access to. The story also notes that more closely watched cases like this one, the Dobbs case, uh, usually get released in the last weeks of the term. So late June, immediately before the justices adjourn for the summer. If that's the case, then I might as well stop trying to predict when this is going to happen because we're in for 
um, over another month of this drawn out insanity. Good Lord. Not much uh, new in the meantime. There was some ridiculous testimony in the House this week. I don't know if you caught any of it. There were abortion advocate witnesses brought in by Democrats. There were claims that men can get pregnant, uh, claims that a person isn't a person until born. <laughs> yeah. Claims that women have the absolute right to terminate a pregnancy until birth because they have the right to control their bodies, quote, full stop. The witness actually said that. I believe that, Congressman. Full stop. It, it was cringe. She had the uh, the haircut and the glasses to go with it. Uh, and, you know, I mean, we've heard a lot of the activist arguments. It's not that they're good, but it's the arguments from the actual lawmakers themselves that are the most outrageous to me. Um, here was uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar outside the Capitol this week arguing against the heart of the issue here. States' rights to decide the issue for themselves since this is, uh, of course, not a constitutionally mentioned issue. Why should a woman in Washington state have different rights than a woman in Texas? Why should a woman in Illinois have different rights than a woman in Mississippi? But that is exactly the future we are headed into. And we always say before an election, don't get mad, vote. We've got a switch of it this time, and that is get mad and vote do these people not understand the different states well the, i mean the argument is just infuriating but yes wow impassioned amy klobuchar i say get mad and vote vote Ha-ha. so I totally forgot about her so, so impassioned i think she might have convinced you with that rallying cry blonde is filling out yeah. her ballot right oh, now. oh yeah 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 i'm i'm gonna vote okay but but, but to your point on the on states' rights. Yeah. Okay. First of all, Amy, now do guns. Why should a yeah. Montanan have different gun rights to arm himself than a New Yorker? Yeah, than a New Yorker. That one actually is a constitutional right. So please do answer that question. But you can take any issue that isn't, like, for example, abortion um, or just any other uh, constitutionally unmentioned issue. Why should a Californian have a right to buy liquor at a grocery store, but not a Montanan, which is yeah. the current state of things? Literally any issue applies um, to this. Why should an Iowan have the right to sports betting, but not a Minnesotan? Why should a Washingtonian have a right to smoke weed, but not a desperate Idahoan like blonde? Th- these are all the current legal uh, situations. And it's been a while. Yeah, it, it wasn't the, the crackdown of the state of Idaho. You reached that. Uh, you reached that uh, behavioral change by your own decision. Yeah, do you think I would care about breaking the law? <laughs> uh i don't know i don't i don't know what you what you choose to do in your daily habits i i follow the, the law the letter of the law in all matters all the time so, so obviously none of these are constitutional issues they're all up to the states to decide that's why you get they, the media and and politicians constantly frame this as some kind of bad thing we'll have a you mean we'll have a patchwork of laws yes it's called the united states a, by design a patchwork of laws when she says um, we're going to have united she's, states. she's she's warning about this bizarre future where you're what you can do legally will change when you cross state lines. That's not a bizarre, twisted future. That is the original design of the country. And if you disagree, I just for these people explain to me what the function of states is. 
Why do we even have them in your she world? She clearly knows this, though. Well, that's that's why these lawmakers really have you really have to watch out for them. They are lawyers. Many of them from elite law schools. Gillibrand, too, who's been pushing insane ideas in the last week, who's right behind Klobuchar there. They've gone to elite law schools. Their job is lawmaker. They know a thing or two about politics and how the country operates. They are not oblivious. They they know what they're doing. That's why you got to keep an eye on these people. And by the way, while she's talking about respecting so-called rights in the form of abortion, understand she is talking about removing your right in your state to decide. She means that your state, your vote in your state should not count only the vote of her friends in the Senate to force their preferred policy on you should count. For this talk about maintaining fundamental rights, we're erasing the most fundamental ones, which is Anything that the federal government doesn't have a specific constitutional role in is your right to decide. Yep. But they can't. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, I can't believe someone <clears throat> in the next state over would would choose to handle this differently than I would. That's what keeps us all together in a country of 330 plus million people that's hanging on by a thread. If you don't respect the people's right to have some sort of political autonomy over their own lives and their own states, it ain't going to end well, lady. I don't know I how know. you expect this to hold together. <laughs> that you think you and your crazy, uh, all your crazy bosses in DC are, are going to tell people what to do. And it's just going to work out fine. Like we're just going to get in line and say, okay, they're the, they're the bosses. We're going to do what they say, I guess. Good luck. Okay. Well, um, more updates in the Elon Musk Twitter battle. Now he's uh, well, now the, now the fight is over bots. So Elon's saying the deal can't proceed until Twitter proves how many bots there are on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know that he's outlined his methodology, but he tweeted 20% fake or spam accounts. Well, four times what Twitter, 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 <laughs> Twitter claims could be much higher. My offer was based on Twitter's SEC filings being accurate. Yesterday, Twitter's CEO publicly refused to show proof that it was less than 5%. This deal cannot move forward until he does. And that's legitimate. You yeah. know, uh, the, the number of bot accounts, it's a major problem with Twitter. Um, and then Ian Miles Chong tweeted, uh, if 25% of the bots, uh, uh, users are bots, then Twitter acquisi acquisition deal should cost 25% less. And Musk tweeted back at him like, absolutely, of course. Yeah. So really the question here is just how many of the accounts on Twitter are authentic people. And that is a question that's material to the valuation of the company, because especially as the company currently operates where advertising is its revenue model. Uh, if you are not getting real people's eyes on the advertising, the company is not worth as much. And that's really the financial argument that, um, that right, Musk is right. making. And there's some evidence. Um, this report just came out from a software company called spark Toro, and they used an algorithmic tool that found that 49.3% of the accounts that follow POTUS were fake followers or bot accounts. Hmm. And they did this analysis based on location issues and default profile images. It wasn't arbitrary. So like half of Biden's followers are probably fake accounts. I hope so. That's somewhat encouraging because whenever I see a moronic tweet of his and I see, I mean, the, the engagement numbers relative to his follower count are not insane. However, they are much larger than seems sensible for a wildly unpopular president. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it, it, Twitter's really, really stuck because for whatever reason, they're refusing to kind of go along with Elon in this case. And if, if they refuse to go along with him and he walks away, 
uh, they're they're they are going to see their stock price tank. So they're screwed in that way. Totally. Um, although he but, will owe them a billion dollars for. Yeah, um, but, but what what is that? Really yeah. Mean? I mean, I guess they better save that because they're going to run out of that money fairly quickly. So um, both us and Elon Musk predicted that there would be some sexual harassment claim in future. And yes. here it is. Elon Gate has struck, which I, I Is love. that really what we're calling it? This is like the most nothing sexual harassment well, claim. It, it's only Elon Gate because he, he tweeted last year, if there's ever a scandal about me, please call it Elon Gate. And so now he has revived that for the that, that's it's particularly the apt because this uh, chick on the cabin crew um, said that he whipped out his dong in front of her. Wow. His so this was like erect a, penis His elongated a, penis. <laughs> she specified erect. Did she? I think she did. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And this, erect. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is so she's a, a flight attendant and he's on a plane or. Yeah. Yeah. And so they settled it, which everybody is acting like uh, is some admission of guilt. But if you are worth two hundred and fifty billion dollars and some skank is like you showed me your dong. Wouldn't you be like, here's some money. Shut your mouth. Uh, yes. What is $250,000 to Elon Musk? He probably leaves that to like waiters on a tip. He doesn't care. I, I love the, uh, some of the spin that's being applied to this too. Allegedly pro free speech. Elon Musk had a non-disclosure agreement, right? If I'm going to pay someone a sizable sum of money, I want to know that I get my money's worth. Exactly. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's not, she had a choice, accept the money and shut up or don't accept the money and talk about it as freely as you would like. And she made a decision. I would prefer the money. Um, she, although some of the details sound, there's an element of Musk hilarity to this. Okay. So she accused Musk of exposing his erect penis to her, rubbing her leg without consent and offering to buy her a horse in exchange for an erotic massage. <laughs> Horses for handies? Is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> I kind of like it. That's like a classy exchange of goods and services. Wow, I did not. Uh, I did not look much into this allegation because, uh, okay, frankly, but... the the timing of the the timing. I mean, I'm supposed to believe that this is just uh, this is coming out now for purely principled reasons and not to try to oh, smear yeah. this guy. He said this on Twitter a few weeks ago. Um, and this incident happened in 2016. And it's an insider who got the information. It's a declaration signed by a friend that the flight attendant told. Right. This. So the the woman herself is bound by an NDA. Yeah. This is someone who knows who is now telling the information secondhand. Yeah. It's clearly it's clearly some kind of politically motivated hit piece, which is the exact words that Elon Musk used to defend himself when he responded to insider. Hmm. So this is a nothing claim. Also, if true, don't care. Uh, well, every, everyone gets one, uh, you know, horse for handy encounter. That's a mulligan. We, you know, we all No, that's, that's <laughs> like a, that's a really square, you know, somebody proposition propositions you for prostitution. All you have to do is say no. And like someone touches your leg, walk it off. And then like, you have to see some guy's dick like that. That was riding the subway every day. I'd see a new dick. <laughs> Actually, if you ride the New York subway these days, if you only see a dick, that's very fortunate. You didn't get oh, shot yeah. in the face. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So see a dick, get your leg touched. Somebody tries to give you a horse. That's like, that sounds like a, not a bad day. <laughs> Shut up. And you got $250,000. Shut up. Yeah, you're doing all right. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay. The the funniest thing to come out of the Elon Musk and Twitter developments this week was the again Project Veritas strikes again oh, and God, continues this is so funny. with I the honeypot gold. But is, am I correct? This is a gay honeypot situation. The second or? one. There are two guys. The first guy. I think oh, I the thought first it was, guy was a chick. Oh, were they okay. both? Were they both? I thought it was gays? both a guy. Anyway, you you tell me. You read more about it than I did. Siru Marugisan, whatever. I'm never saying that again. He's a senior engineer at Twitter. He was caught in an undercover video saying that he and his Twitter comrades tried to stop Musk from taking over the Twitter. This is a quote. We did all we could do to like revolt against it. A lot of employees were revolting against it. But at the end of the day, the board of directors have a lot of say. Our jobs are at stake. He's a capitalist and we weren't really operating as capitalists. More like very socialist. We're all like commie as fuck. These people sound highly intelligent. Hmm. This fucking Pajit. Why does he talk like a Californian girl? (laughs) And then when asked if he thought there was a difference between Twitter's definition of free speech and Elon's definition, he responded, the quote, Twitter doesn't believe in free speech. Then he adds, Elon believes in free speech. Hmm. This next one was a faggot honeypot for sure. This I think this is the only one I saw. I must have missed the commie as fuck guy. I only saw this guy. Oh, this one's so much better. Oh, my God. It's so good. Okay, so this homosexual man, Alex Martinez, um. This is the free speech part. This, is, this isn't as good as the other part. The rest of us who have been here believe in something that's good for the planet and not just to give people free speech. People don't know how to make a rational decision if you don't put out correct things that are supposed to be out in the public, right? Okay, and as bad as that is, although I do kind of agree. I was going to say, you got you got to be careful. You're going to become this guy. I am that guy, except <laughs> I I don't get poked by strangers from Grindr. Got it. Key distinction. Uh, I mean, fair point. That is a big difference. Well, people, you know, they don't consume all the information and make their own decisions. So there has to be some element of like making sure the correct information gets out there. Who chooses what the correct information is? Me. I do. A a benevolent king or queen. Benevolent king. Um, The best part about all of this, though, was that there's this whole bit at the (laughs) at the end of it where he's like, you know, Project Veritas is doing this thing where they where they like get honeypots out and they get all this information from Twitter. I'd be I'd be totally worried about this if I hadn't met you organically. Watch out for Project Veritas. That Veritas. Is, that is the uh, lesson to learn here. <laughs> the rest I think of us who have been here believe in something that's good for the planet and not just to give people free speech. It's going to be hard for him to be like, oh, because people should make their own decision. It's like, no, but people don't know how to make a rational decision if you don't put out correct things that are supposed to be out in the public. And if that means there's a level of censorship to make it correct, quote unquote. He has Asperger's. Yeah, yeah, I know that. So he's special. Special needs. You're literally special needs. So I can't even take what you're saying seriously. Wait, 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 wait. You can read it. Let me see. And how to protect yourself. Groups like Project Veritas are active right now. Is that? It's like some group that's trying to just out the employees. Like they're trying to go on dates with them like this and record them. This is what's really happening. This is what they're telling us to not do. You're lucky that you met me organically because I would be questioning everything about you. <laughs> that's one of the best moments in Project Veritas history. In the oh, history end part. is so good. I didn't realize yeah. we were showing that clip or I wouldn't have described it all in such great detail. Um, Yeah, I mean... 
uh, good for them. That's yeah. I, I don't know how these honeypots are doing it. But that <laughs> man tell- is straight. The, they're uh, telling us. Well, that's why I don't understand it was so successful. I mean, I get it when they do the typical routine of putting attractive young woman in front of, you know, nerdy guy and he takes the bait. In this case, I don't know who the project reporter Project Veritas reporter is. He doesn't sound obviously gay at all. So I wonder what right. kind of sales pitch. He says he met him organically. Did he I wonder, did he scout this guy out, pick him up at a gay bar? Or how was this? How did he do this in a way that convinced that guy, despite the email that he has where he says, I know we're not supposed to be doing exactly what I'm doing right now, but it's okay. I trust you. How did he? There must have been some crazy backstory to that. Well, they're probably it's it can't be grinder because that's not an organic meaning. That's probably how they've gotten a bunch of people on dating apps. I bet they're having some of these people followed. And like seeing their regular spots. And then all you have to do is like stake out a spot at the bar. And then gay men, there's there's nothing they love more than trying to get a straight man to take it in the ass. Hmm. So it's like that's how monkeypox was born. Exactly that way. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Watch out. Oh man. They should never tell us our tactics. Don't tell us, Project Veritas. We don't (laughs) Yeah, they can't. I, I don't know how they do it, but that not to that undersell the you know all the work coming out of James, uh, coming from James O'Keefe and the rest. This one, I just—they're—they're <laughs> they're almost always revealing. I, I don't know if I've ever laughed as hard at one as I did in this case. So so well done. Uh, time for some hoax hate. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. (laughs) Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? I've lost count of how many repeat instances of this same story we've seen, but yes, the fake Jim Crow era segregated water fountains strike again. Four, five. Almost always at high schools. In Cincinnati, again, it's at a high school, Colerain High School. Students taped blacks only and whites only signs over water fountains and posted pictures on social media. These students have been identified and are being disciplined, the school announced, though they are not identifying the students. The incidents occurred. uh, The incident occurred on May 5th. The students who did it didn't even leave the signs up. They just put them up. They took photos. They removed the signs after about 30 seconds and then posted the photos on social media. The school now says that these three students have been caught and punished for the incident. The school's not identifying them, which in a lot of contexts, we don't know, to be fair, but when they when there's no identity provided for the students, either by the school or by someone who leaks it. Uh, that's usually a clue that they are, in fact, non-white students, because if they were white, that information finds its way out because it's yeah. it's <laughs> it's conclusive evidence of of racism. So not that the fact that they're not identified is conclusive, but it's it's a clue in the modern context for sure. The Washington Post reports that the school's enrollment is 30 percent black, 50 percent uh, white. Now, whatever happened here, it was clearly done for social media attention, not on site attention, because it was they just put the signs up. They took the photo. They took them down to that theme. There is one other interesting angle here that maybe is not the case in the other ones. Is it possible that this was actually done at parental request? Yeah. yeah. The reason I ask that is because one of the first posts of the photos was from a parent who then spoke with local news anonymously 
to express her outrage. Hate crime is racism being swept under the rug. My heart dropped. My heart dropped. I could not believe it was so offensive. These are the words from two Colerain moms who are speaking out after an incident on May 5th at Colerain High School. I am doing this anonymously because I do not want my daughter to be targeted by faculty, other peers that are against us speaking out. This is the Facebook post that's been shared over 100 times, and it's got dozens of parents talking and concerned. These water fountains were labeled blacks only, whites only, which pushes us back so many generations. Those kids were hurt, and those kids wanted to know that they were hurt, but the school tried to silence them. Hmm. Hmm. In the rest of the interview, that parent says she is an alum of Coleraine High School and she remembers how racist it was back then and how nobody did anything about it. So she's really hmm. going to push them, the school uh, leadership and the school district to change their ways. I I don't know. I, I think it's possible that this is a parentally created situation to exert pressure on the school district. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. Hmm. So... I don't know. That might be this a new is such angle. A tired, a tired. Um. I, the thing is, like, obviously, we've seen repeats over the years, but we have seen so many variations of this exact, of this exact one, one in like si- since the new year. Uh, yeah. I, there's got to be at least four or five of the exact. So I don't know why this one is so trendy now, but this one is uh, is all the rage because it's really easy. Yeah, I guess. I mean, again, uh, not high effort. Uh, science. Whites only, blacks only. And I don't know if you can see, but they have sad faces, too. It, uh, why wasn't it whites only with a happy face if they really? Yeah. yeah. Why is it whites only sad face? At least I, I think it's mm. a, a sad. Yeah, it is a sad face. I'm, I really okay. miss those those in-depth hoax hates. I Well, yeah. I mean, the my favorite one was that Jewish woman at Columbia that wrote heave all over her office. Yeah. And of course, never forget the hate in her hate in your heart. Spray paint lady. The we gonna be rich classic. Yeah. Well, More of that. This this bores me. Black I, community. I have an I have another lazy uh, hoax hate repetition. It's just another classic piece of swastika swastika graffiti from the uh, campus of Kent State University in Ohio. It's nothing special, really. I just like the name of the reporter. So I decided to include it. The Kent State Police sent me an email detailing where this swastika is. It is right here at Ingleman Hall on the campus of Kent State University. I feel like sometimes people just don't know the history behind it and like the true like feelings behind it. So then they just use it. Or they are racist and anti-Semitic and knew exactly what the swastika represents. Usually when you come to campus, you're expecting to be, have like an inclusive environment and to have something like that happen. It's just... It's disgusting, honestly. In time, this image will fail, but what it represents has been around for more than a century. With pushback, maybe the swastika will fade into history sooner rather than later. At Kent State University, I'm Harry Boomer, 19 News. <laughs> that sucks, Harry Boomer. That's right. Harry Boomer on the scene of uh, the barely visible sidewalk swastikas. Harry Boomer bringing you all the news that Harry Boomers need to I know. know. I feel and, for him, though. He had a sweet a voice of sweet molasses. He looks like he should be some drinking some sweet tea on like a Georgia porch. That you know, guy. He, he did have a, a decent vocal presentation. However, I would say that his um, he, he wrote the story. Actually, I have the text copy here. Not the strongest writing. Uh, paragraph one, two, three, four, five, six. 
<laughs> quote Harry Boomer. Encyclopedia Britannica said that in 1920, Adolf Hitler adapted the swastika as a German national symbol. Well, Harry Boomer, your top source for fifth grade history reports. Thank yeah, you really. for consulting Encyclopedia Britannica to tell us what the swastika means. Harry, I don't Boomer. know. It's possible that um, people don't know that. Uh, I suppose. But I, I, I guess it's just the encyclopedia uh, reference that makes me laugh about that. It's Can we talk for a second about the appearance of young adults today? I don't know about your high school, but my high school, everyone was fucking hot. People were good looking. Um, well, <laughs> we had our Uggs like any other school, but like everybody was fit and like not androgynous. And you could tell that dudes were dudes and chicks were chicks and like this <laughs> aggressive makeup list thing that chicks are doing and the glass, the glasses. Yeah. I, I hate all of this. Everyone's so ugly now. I suppose college campuses are a particularly poor representation. I'm sure. Uh, in case you are worried about uh, this attack at Kent State, uh, police are investigating no suspect identified so far. But Harry Boomer is on the case. And speaking of the uh, the white supremacy always getting its way, as it is on the campus of Kent State and at that high school in Cincinnati, uh, systemic racism in the justice system strikes again. Remember back in May 2020 when that young man of color recorded himself beating an elderly resident at a Detroit nursing home? Oh, I remember. I was really mad. Recall the uh, the old man suffered broken fingers, broken ribs, a broken jaw, and died in a different nursing home two months after the attack. It was never charged as a homicide, but the family said he wasn't the same after that, and he refused to eat, and, and he died. Uh, well... That um, that young man uh, of color who committed that beating, his name is Jaden Hayden, uh, and he's tw- he's 20 years old. And he told the staff at the time at this nursing home that the old man had fallen. That's how he got all these injuries. He'd fallen. But then he posted video of the beating to social media. Now, I mistakenly thought that that uh, this character, Jaden uh, Hayden, was a worker at the nursing home. He was not. He's in. He, in fact, was a resident. So according to his father, Jaden is autistic and schizophrenic and he contracted COVID. And since he was living in a group home at the time and Governor Whitmer's policy in Michigan required him to be moved to a nursing center. So he was placed in a shared room with this 75 year old man who he then beat. Right, right, right. And this week, a judge ruled Hayden incompetent to stand trial. So to recap. Uh, Sane enough to record the beating, sane enough to narrate the beating in the video, sane enough to take pictures of himself with uh, an awesome stack of $20 bills, sane enough to post it all on social media, sane enough to create uh, an alibi or an excuse for the uh, for the staff, not sane enough to be held accountable for the systemic white supremacy in the system, systemic in the system. I'm, you know, repeating myself here, but it's that time of night, you know, anyway, the white supremacy strikes again. Uh, Jaden Hayden is, uh, currently in a psychiatric hospital in Kalamazoo. The family of the old man is, uh, suing the nursing home. And seriously speaking, you know, even if this guy has some, some sort of mental health issue that is responsible primarily for what happened here, and he can't be held legally responsible if we're going with that argument, just remember how much of an indictment this actually is on Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah. So it was Gretchen Whitmer's policy, not just to put the elderly at immediate risk of Corona, 
which if anybody actually is, it's people in nursing homes, but to put them at immediate risk of a mentally unwell man fatally beating them. Right. These, these are the yeah. people taking care of us. This is what the science dictated. Uh, this It's unbelievable. And I guess um, un- the only accountability for the old man's family will be a lawsuit against the facility. I suppose it's, it doesn't look like it's going to be legal accountability for this uh, mm-hmm. Jaden Hayden fellow. Yeah. That's and, terrible, man. That poor old man. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't show the video obviously, but I did watch it again today in preparation and, uh, it's tough to watch. It's, it's I mean, he's, it's, he's literally beating the old man up and calling him an N word and all this yeah. during it. He's, he's narrating it while he's doing it. Anyway, uh, all right, it's time for the movie review. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. This week's movie is the 2020 parody thriller The Hunt, in which an internet conspiracy theory about a powerful female CEO turns real after she's fired for texting her friends about hunting deplorables at her remote estate. From movie picker Michael, a violent satire overlooked during the COVID shutdown, this may be an example of the filmmaker's left-leaning views producing a film that makes the right look better. As always, your review and your rating. Okay, so um, I I did enjoy watching this. I had some good laughs, truly good laughs. And it, it had some flavors of Starship, Starship Troopers, which I really liked, like mm. the, the ultra-violence and kind of like bad CGI form. And I and I like that a lot. Um, but, and this is a big but, my instinct was that this was some kind of leftist cash grab and I looked into it and alas, like the writers and directors all leftists. So I think that they made content that they thought would appeal to right wingers. And then they did like a baseline level of self-effacement um, that they thought would kind of let them off the hook a little bit. Uh, but I could just tell that their heart wasn't really in it, hmm. you know, because they don't really understand conservatives. Every conservative was some dumb hick. Every one. Even the, the the protagonist. Well, was she dumb though? I mean, no, she won. She was end. a hick. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but like ignoring the creators, I had a fun time watching it. It was an okay movie. Uh, three out of five. Hmm. How do you think I received it? I thought you would like it. Hmm. You are correct. I, I I really loved this movie. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I suppose there might be some nefarious motives at play or something like that. But, you know, I'm just I'm taking it. I'm watching it taking as it it's presented. Yeah. I'm, I'm just taking it at face value. I'm not <laughs> assuming any kind of motive or anything like that. Um, what I loved about this, I actually thought it was excellent parody of everybody, which is pretty difficult to achieve now. <laughs> to your point, like, was it yeah. was it super fair in its representation of conservatives? Maybe not, but I don't know that it was perfectly fair in its representation of leftists either. It's yeah. like nuggets of truth that were explored really well. And as I was watching it, I I was asking myself, are they making fun of the are they making fun of the left here or are they making fun of the right? And then I realized, right. well, it's kind of both. And they're actually doing both pretty well. Uh, 
and some of the just some of the situations in the writing and, and the scripting that I really appreciated that gas station scene, that mom and pop gas station scene where they're they they kill them all and then they're oh the guy has a wedding ring. Don't worry about him. He probably uses the n word openly on Twitter, so it's fine. And then they're in the the dugout and talking about not making AIDS jokes and yeah. not using gendered language. I just loved the debate. Like trying to be ethically pure on matters of microaggressions while murdering people is something I could absolutely we're like an inch away from that currently. Yeah, totally. So I just I thought it was really well done. The scene where um, Don and Crystal are executing everybody in the dugout and that one the arrow girl is like the last survivor and they're getting answers out of her. Do you think that you should be given special treatment just because you're a girl and she thinks about it? No. And they just blow her head off. (laughs) And it was just a very, like equitable execution yeah. is exactly what we're headed towards. I, I loved that scene. And then the parody on the right. I mean, I have to, the character of Gary hit a little too close to home. Talking about, well, I have a podcast. I've been exposing these people. That's why they're I after know, me. I was like, like, Ooh. <laughs> like, all right, Gary, I see you. I understand how it is. And, yeah. uh, and then the scene with the, the refugees on the train, the line about, uh, well, no, Gary, they have a baby. Come on. They're not actors. No, there are crisis babies. And that's, that was such a, there were so many good lines like that. Crisis babies was maybe the there best are line. Crisis babies. Yeah. And then I loved the character of, of Don for the same reason, not necessarily for his scripting, although that was fine, but just because of what he represented and it was never really resolved. Like he's a double agent. He's alleged to be working for the hunters and Crystal kills him under that premise, but it's she doesn't get the answer in the end. Was Don actually a Fed, so to speak, quote unquote, unquote Fed in right. this situation, or yeah. a double agent at least? We don't really know, and that's why I appreciated what he represented too. Is like just from the the quote unquote right wing perspective, everyone is assumed to be like some kind of backstabbing double agent Fed, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he kind of was, yeah. While still, le- normally I like tying things up, but in that context, you kind of want to leave it a mystery for exactly that purpose, which I loved. I thought the action, first of all, the pace of the movie, constantly bitching about how everything's too slow. I mean, this was just people's heads being blown off from in the first five minutes, which I really appreciated. The action itself was very good. I talk about uh, in the review here. Normally, I'm not a big fan of chick fights, but since it was chick on chick and really well performed, cool shots, it was an athletic performance and they were fighting in the kitchen, which is exactly where where feminine combat belongs right there exactly in the the kitchen i loved that scene um and and even though i love the humor and the action there are also serious themes that i want to emphasize and i think i'd be selling the movie short if i didn't talk about them this uh maybe i can get you to appreciate the the story of the uh the jackrabbit and the box turtle which of course is um it sounds like it just the uh, the tortoise and the hare, uh, you know, finish mm-hmm. the race slow and steady. That's how you win. Uh, just keep making progress until she gives it that twist at the end. Well, then the jackrabbit showed up and murdered the box turtles, <laughs> whole family and ate his dinner. Yeah. And that's because the jackrabbit always wins. And Don says, well, what are we? Are we the jackrabbit or are we the box turtle? In the end, she kills Athena and the jackrabbit appears. And I, I just I loved that metaphor for exactly the sort of themes that we discuss on this show. Um, sure, like it's good to make slow, steady progress and it's good to follow the rules. But in the end of the day, wouldn't you rather be the jackrabbit and have the jackrabbit's capabilities, but the discipline to master and to apply them with proper limitation than to be limited like the, the box turtle? And what happens if the terms of the race are totally unfair? 
like the 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 race that Crystal was in, being abducted and attempted, so they tried to kill her many times. Is she supposed to obey the rules of the race, even though the the race is fundamentally unfair? Does she owe right. the hunters any sort of rule following kindness in defeating them? Of course not. Yeah. Really cool <laughs> themes there that I thought were uh, just interesting to think about. But her performance in delivering the whole story was really good, too. Um, lastly, just to, I, I really appreciated thinking about all the I don't know who is the real whatever in this movie who's the real conspiracy theorist is it the hunted for believing that athena actually wanted to kill them in the first place or is it athena and the hunters who possibly got the wrong crystal right who's responsible for the origin of the conflict is it the hunted because they ruined someone's career based on flawed information or is it athena and the hunters for actually enacting what the hunters insisted was happening all along and who's responsible for all the death? They both played critical roles in initiating and escalating to the point of mass killing. And I think there's just some good deep points there about vil- villainizing opponents. And I'm not saying that you should never do that. I think that we're a country divided for good reason. And we should be clear about the values that are at stake. But but the point that's illustrated there is if you go if you go searching for conflict, you, you are going to find it. You just need to make sure that that conflict is, in fact, uh, the facts behind it are correct and, and it is it is justified. But everybody involved here was kind of looking for a way to villainize the other and they got the fight with the other. And it was yep. it was it justified? Maybe. But, you know, just understand that when you move in that direction, that's that's the direction you get. The only thing I could say uh, negatively, and it's not even a point that I hold, but I could see someone criticizing the movie for this reason. Everybody just dying, at you know, at, at lightning pace. It's not. It's not the greatest movie for, say, character development, because as soon as you're getting yeah. to know a character, their face gets blown off. I'm However, kind of fine with that in this instance, like the way yeah. that it was stylized. I didn't have a big problem with that. And I actually thought the main characters were plenty compelling to hold my interest. I thought that Crystal's character was great. I thought Athena's character was great. Uh, Don and some of the supporting characters. I just I don't feel like I needed more character story to make this movie uh, right. A fantastic piece of entertainment. So for me, it was a five wiki. No doubter. Uh, it made me what? laugh and it made me think it was clever and it was critical with a, a rare awareness of a Are wide range of uh, political perspectives. Blade Runner a one. Blade Runner is one of the worst movies ever made. And you gave the hunt a five. Yes. And the part of the reason I love this movie so much, too, is because I, I was expecting it to kind of suck. And so it was a surprise great movie for me. Maybe that was wiki. it. Okay. It gets maybe a bonus wiki for that. We love you. You're very special. And that might be the first back-to-back five wiki I've ever awarded. I don't know if I've ever done that in the history of the segment. What was Com- last week? Coming off of Josie Wales oh, Josie last Wales. week. That's right. That was a great movie. Now let's see what the audience thinks in the early vote. Um, people like it. Four and five wikis are 60% of the early vote. So it's uh, if you haven't seen it, I would definitely recommend it. It was one that took me by surprise. I don't get now, you, man. The uh, next week, maybe you'll get me because, of course, it's it's my nominations that were up for the vote for next week's movie. And the dinosaurs of Jurassic Park barely edged out Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino. I've so, never seen uh, it. Well, you've never seen like- the original Jurassic Park. It's been like, I haven't seen it since I was a young child. I have yeah. basically no memory of it. So it's, All right. 
<clears throat> well, maybe my list will come back another day, but for now, Jurassic Park is the pick, and it's timely in the news because Laura Dern just came out and talked about how inappropriate her role in Jurassic Park was because she was 23, and the guy, what's the name of the actor who played the main the main dude opposite her in Jurassic no. Park. His name's Sam or something. Is the actor's name Sam or is the character's name Sam? Can't remember. But the guy is 43 and she was 23 and they have kind of a, a so. romance in the movie. I gotta say, Laura Dern, I, I'm not trying to take shots, but the fact that Laura Dern was 23 in Jurassic Park, I would have guessed at least 30. That was a rough 23. She's got that, another one of those chicks that has a funhouse mirror face. Hmm. Well, like real long in the nose. We will, uh, we'll talk about uh, Laura Dern's uh, early onset aging, I suppose. Next, I guess my point is nobody watched Jurassic Park and saw the two of them together and thought that is a way uh, age disproportionate couple. They can't be together. God, they you're look, right. She looks like shit. She was they, 23 in this. Suppose that's what that's what I saw on Twitter today, which I find unbelievable. Well, he looks 35 and she looks 40. So <laughs> I don't. Yeah, she might look older. Uh, after that, we have a fresh list of nominations for June from listener Kyle. The nominees are any given Sunday, a football movie for blonde. I can't wait. Robocop, the jerk, a few good men, frailty, boogie nights, eight millimeter, which is a Nick cage movie. Is it not eight millimeter? You see what that one? is it? I think maybe I'm mistaken. Psycho, uh, completes the list. Or of course you can reject the list. It is a Nick cage movie. Oh, All right. Well, there you go. Uh, you can also reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top rated movie instead. And as a reminder, if you would like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do that is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and over mm-hmm. on the homepage of the website. That is Matt Christensen media dot com. And that will do it. We'll catch up with our chat before we call God. it a night. What about her makes her look so old? But it's weird because she's aged like she only looks 10 years older now. Yeah. But we're almost but 30 she's years like removed. 70, right? Yeah. I'll never forgive her for what she did to Star Wars. I mean, a lot of people did a lot of things to Star Wars, but what she uh, Star Wars? she was like this purple haired freak character in the new Star Wars trilogy. And it, it was God awful. You got to make them Benjamins. Hmm. Uh, OK, let me reload this. Could you have a you have anything other than yeah let me check uh tippy stream here we left off with phil and so after that is uh oh hey it's n-word f-word <laughs> why can't you say f-word <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to I, everything is so everything is so economically sketchy i'm just trying to avoid susan's wrath if i can you know uh, oh should i stop saying it i, I can't and, and susan apparently thinks it's fine half the time she says that's great for ads love it more and word f word says uh new monkey disease in, in the gay community so gates aids plus ass aids equals shot <laughs> shingles okay <laughs> gates aids is that coronavirus is that what gates aids is yeah okay gates gates aids plus ass aids equals shot shingles that must be it i think you've uh, figured it out mm. Let's see. Uh, Risen Victory says, I hear that Katanji Jackson, that Katanji Jackson got her first paycheck and was surprised it was only 76 cents on the dollar. Reports say that Jackson was high, uh, was heard quietly asking Jankowitz if blacks, 
uh, law dictionary was a real book? And if if it is, does it define the word woman? Uh, I, sorry to botch the narration there. That is pretty funny. It's as always, it's impossible to um, to read anything on uh, on Tippy Stream, but uh, I do my best. And thank you for supporting the show. I am not going to be niggardly. Canadian Egg says, why should a Montanan have different gun rights than a New Yorker? I feel like Klobuchar uh, agrees with that statement, Matt. Well, that's but that's the point is she's the one who's saying that's that's wrong. Yeah. In the context of abortion, that there, you shouldn't have different different rights across different uh, states. And, you know, in the context of a constitutional right, we're going with the Bill of Rights applies to the states through the 14th Amendment. Well, then everybody has a constitutional right to defend themselves and to arm themselves accordingly. The thing she's talking about is made up nonsense. So I, I certainly grant your point that she agrees with that sentiment. I'm just wondering, how does she square what she's saying about abortion with what we presume she would say on guns? But uh, that's for I Amy guess we're putting words in her mouth. Maybe she's really based on guns. I'm sure. I asked Uncle Dick in the deer stand, and he said, uh, oh, yeah. "Don't don't forget that." Every goddamn time in the debates, when she wasn't making the joke about Trump's hair in the snow, it was Uncle Dick in the deer stand. Of all the, the insufferable voices out there, Amy Klobuchar is. Yeah. yeah, she's right up there with Gilbert Gottfried. God rest his soul. But his was supposed to be funny. Hers is not. That's you know? true. Yeah. Are you good over there? Yeah, I'll say. Matt H., don't forget the rhyme to identify snakes. Red on yellow, a dead fellow. Red on mm. black, friend of Jack. Black on red, they're a fit. <laughs> I, wait, wait, I wait. Like I, I actually don't even get that one. Okay, red, red on black, I mean, I friend get, of Jack, I don't get that one. Well, I get that like you can identify snakes by their color pattern, but why is red on black, black or black on Black on red, they're a fed. That's an Antifa thing. Right? Oh, oh, I see. I got it. But red on black, friend of Jack. I don't know. Is what it chance? a socialist thing? Friend of Jack Dorsey? And then yellow on black it would be like ANCAP type stuff. Red on yellow, a dead fellow. I thought that was an actual snake thing. It probably is. I mean, this is based on identifying snakes for their potential lethality. Mm. And there's a there's a pun here that we are butchering or double meaning that we're butchering. I'm pretty sure I got it all. Well, I butchered, but yeah. I did my best. Um, the Simpsons since 90. Check out the Nina J. Parody short on Babylon B. It was short and sweet in a delightful way. Also, any Catholic hmm. that supports abortion should be denied communion 100% of the time. Right, Pelosi? I, did, um, I uh, saw the headlines that there's some Catholic official who's trying to deny her communion or whatever based on her uh, abortion stance but i don't know much more did you see any more on that story Mm -mm. Hmm. thank you for that mr max do you think nina was chosen in part for her tiktok content if so that means someone was viewing candidates saw her video and said yes that (laughs) i I don't think they've explained how she was actually selected i mean to be fair she has books that have been published and have i guess been purchased by a handful of people but remember mayorkas said before uh house or senate hearing i forget which they were not aware of the TikTok videos at the time of her hiring, which I, I just I don't believe you. Uh, they were probably the single qualifying factor, but that's what they're going with. Um, anti-social grunt. My new husband and I are listening to uh, listening on the way to our honeymoon. I introduced him to your show a while back. Thanks for all you do. That's so sweet. Wow. Well, congratulations. It makes me feel special. You, you got a wife and, uh, you know, an awesome podcast out of the deal. So I would say that you really lucked out. 
Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, I did want to mention, I went to a party with some fans last night, and I met this teenage girl who watches the show, and like apparently this chick that I met, Bryn, her kids watch the show. Uh. And it was so cool to make me feel like I'm popular and famous <laughs> that I was like, I'm going to give them a shout out on the show. So thank you, Bryn, and your base kids. Happy 19th birthday to your son. Well, I disavow Bryn's parenting. What? At least in she this was context. Like, <laughs> no, I, I She was a it. teenager. I don't know how old people are these days. Hmm. Well, um, uh, happy, happy birthday to Bryn's daughter, you said? Son. Son. Happy birthday to Bryn's son. And uh, I, I didn't get a chance to say, too, the prior chatters have an excellent honeymoon. Thank you for yeah, uh, tuning fun. in. Bang lots. Um, Bill McPherson says America has always been defined by travel and exploration. The car has been essential to America with our vast space. The sustainability is all about controlled travel limited to short spurts or your vehicle shut off for the wrong think is the goal. Learn more hmm. at all minus one. That is so true, Bill. That is so true. Yeah. That's how they're going to control us when we can't get to other states and then federalism overtakes overtakes us and then we're all screwed. We're all stuck. Yeah. I don't, I, this part of the country, the general region that we're in, it's not really an option, too. I understand if you're in an urban center, you can kind of walk from place to place or take public transit if you want to, not if you want to risk getting man. shot in the face. But, um, <laughs> but there's no I, – I don't have the choice to walk to any particular – place now granted i'm fortunate enough to to do the work that i do out of my I, out of my house and not have to have massive commute costs or something but as a practical matter of just feeding my family and running the errands that need to be run i do not have a choice but to consume gasoline to go get those goods which themselves are impacted by the price of gasoline <clears throat> so obviously like yeah i'm point taken from bill is is what i'm trying to say um, Robin D. Banks, Matt and I once made bacon as soon as he elongated. He smashed my board from behind. He took me out like Hillary taking out Robbie Mook next Tuesday. She's already sent her condolences. Yeah, that dude's screwed. Why are you gay? Why Thank you. Gay? Uh, YB Nick says, Shakrelli um, hiked the price 5,000%, but offered the drug free to the uninsured. Ah. Oh, was that part of the story? Poor people get their drugs and insurance companies get cornholed. Shkreli did nothing wrong. That's great. Oh, is that him. the angle? I need to go back and visit that story because uh, Shkreli has made me laugh in every context in which I've seen he him. Really has. I remember another thing I remember from him. He actually was on. You remember back in 2016 when Milo's tour was like the thing and yeah. every college campus he was going to. That was just sold out crowd. And then there were all kinds of crazy protests. And it was just one of the biggest things of the 2016 campaign season. And Shkreli went to one of his stops. I think it was in like, like UC Davis. I can't remember. But the event got shut down by protester or riot or whatever. You know, students who weren't having any of it. And Shkreli stood outside and talked to people and did an interview with the local news. And the local news was trying to smear him as some evil right winger, you know. And, and he stayed in character and gave this whole bit about like, no, no, you guys misunderstand. I was here to represent the feminist perspective to Milo and hold him to account for all of the horrible things that he says. And it was hilarious. He just... He maintained character perfectly, didn't skip a beat, and it made it into the news story. They it's credit to the news news outlet. They actually put it in there. But you did know, they recognize it as trollery? I don't know. That's what made it so great. But they 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 allowed him to do that. Good for him. We need and, more um, real life trolling opportunities. That's why everyone loves Sam Hyde. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Despite his body count being in the hundreds. <laughs> Sam Hyde may have eclipsed Hillary, although Hillary is working on it uh, as is. we speak. Don't get mooked. Um, Bobby C. <laughs> Blonde, your joke's officially top tier for me. You deserve a sounder every time. Matt, make it happen. That is nonsense. Lots of my jokes are trash. This has been a good show because I drank uh, a lot of coffee before hmm. we did the show. I was asking my wife, uh, should I call her Nina Jankab- Janky Bitch or Nina Janka Quits? <laughs> and, uh, she said those are both terrible. Um, <laughs> I went with Janka Quits anyway. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like Janky Bitch. <laughs> but the last time we were talking about her, we were talking about a Janky Yankee from Nina. I'll never forget that. Hmm. Someone oh. apparently got one, or at least she's pregnant, so. I don't think that's how. Whatever. You oh, have a kid, I, I, so oh, I don't it need was, to explain it was janky. This to Whatever it was, it was janky. I guarantee you that. I don't know. Maybe she has, like, really proper sex. It's, like, <laughs> missionary only, and she'll only do it while she's dressed as Mary Poppins. <laughs> I hope it is done to the tune of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah, really. Yeah. Or maybe she sticks her giant chin in his butthole. <laughs> That's also how you get monkeypox. Janky bitch. She um, started monkeypox with her giant chin. Yeah. Uh, and her husband had just gotten back from a trip to Africa. Who would have mm. thought? You heard it here. That is not disinformation to be policed by the Department of Homeland Security. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sadie N-word. I tried to tell a joke last time, but you guys just laughed at the name my <laughs> dim-witted mother bestowed upon me. Uh, anyway, I have been drinking Lindsay Lohan's all day. Have either of you had one? Am I going to Google this and it's going to be like lemon party? Uh, as Nina Jankowitz would say, I'll take one for the country. Lindsay Lohan drink. No, it it looks legit. It's just, uh, it's Jaeger and schnapps in a glass full of ice. That's it. Oh, Oh, cranberry juice and a splash of Coke to fill and fill to the top. So it's all of those things. Do you line the rim with pubic lice? <laughs> uh, I've never had this drink, but I'm not one for cocktails usually. That's good. Uh, you are not a faggot. Broken guitar plays. Thank you. Uh, Boogeyman917 says, I doubt it. Thank you. Do I still have that one? I thought I... Oh, I don't I do. think we do. No, I do. I have it. I, I put it in there. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. Our only sounder that precedes an actual murder. You can watch it. I, God knows what's going on with that trial still. Ah. That's three and a half years ago, and they still yeah, have not so, gone to trial. Yeah. Black Magic, it's my birthday today. All I want for, is for Skag to name the people who thought that having a fiat currency while perpetually engaging in the debate that a minimum wage has any actual meaning. <laughs> name them. We don't know what you're talking about. We run a clean <laughs> show now. Uh, happy well, birthday! Uh, happy birthday, and um, you're gonna have to take that up with uh, with Susan Wiki Wiki. Yep. Susan Wiki Wiki, architect of fantasy, Greek guy here, listening from Greece. Three years now, first time super chatting. Reckless U.S. policy of aggression towards Russia has fudged us up so mm. much in Europe that it will cause major food shortages. Damn crazy. I'm really sorry to hear that, man, but um, we're going to be starving to death around here uh, right pretty on. soon. Yeah. I heard that the global wheat supply is getting dangerously low. I also heard that uh, our um, we were talking about this when Biden announced his plan to uh, tap into our strategic oil reserve. Um, we had a chatter who mentioned, and I think this is correct. If you were uh, trying to make this uh, 
situation worse. Wouldn't depleting the strategic oil reserve actually be pursuant to that strategy rather than in relief of it? And apparently now the strategic oil reserve is at historic lows. Of course, we're going to do a million barrels a day through the fall. I forget exactly what percentage of the reserve that represents, but it's, it's, it's uh, significant. I don't, uh, it's not nothing. Um, So we are every day taking away a little bit of our, our strategic reserve for really no, No, I mean, if we are receiving a benefit, it's not doing much because we have new record price highs every single day. So sorry. That's okay. Burp got the best of me on that one. That your one beer. And, and it's the uh, Christine Blasey Ford rule. One beer. Yep. Um, so you can only rape one woman tonight. <laughs> That's the Brett Kavanaugh rule. That's the Brett Kavanaugh yeah. rule. Yeah. Um, Marty Funkhauser dealing with a breakup. Thanks for the weekly distraction. Also looking great. Blonde. I'm sorry to hear that. Mm. Breaking well, it's up okay. She was a do. stupid bitch, I'm sure. Yeah. And a slut. <laughs> um, All the best. Do you have any advice for people breaking up? That was the worst. Just. God, I had this breakup one time in like 2012 or something. It just, it was like my still beating heart had Hmm. ripped out of my chest. It was terrible. Hmm. It's been a long time since I had one that really broke me. I've had some breakups where it was clearly the right thing to do because you move on the next day and you're not really faced. When you're actually bothered, um, I mean, I would say... Get into some kind of hobby, either hobby. a new hobby or a hobby you may have let lapse yeah. while you were in this relationship or the sort of advice I give in pretty much well, in a lot of contexts. Just if you don't uh, if you don't have like a, a physical routine or a physical hobby or even if you work do, out, just yeah. endorphins are a hell of a drug, man. They they fix a lot of things. So if you take this time to get some endorphin rushes and in turn take care of yourself in the process to make yourself that much more prepared and, and more attractive for the next one. That's what I would do. Just, uh, yeah. And rebounding doesn't help. Those rebound relationships never work out. Yeah. It also depends what kind of relationship it was with mine. I was in love with somebody that was not in love with me. Mm. Those ones Those, are just the worst. That's the one that hurts. Yeah. Yep. Um, Davis, David Brown says, the left has always called us names. Ben Shapiro would break down the arguments and dismantle them, and I loved it, but now he calls them names, which I hate and isn't mm. needed. Got any thoughts on this? I mean, I, I kind of like that. I mean, I'm never going to like Ben Shapiro no matter what he says, but um, I do like the You're strategy of of um, of belittling people in like a really rudimentary manner. I in, like it. I don't know. In the case of women, it's imperative. I mean, it has to be done. Yeah. Uh, seriously speaking, of course, I don't like it when that's all that's presented. Uh, if you're just saying like this person's a stupid idiot, move along. It's not ad hominem is a fallacy for a reason, uh, but that's only when it is in place of ad hominem is perfectly fine as a, an argument addendum. You you can yeah. you can tack those on all you want. It's just up to your presentation taste if you like that as a form of entertainment or if you don't. But I agree that if your point is if you're trying to to challenge or debunk a claim by a person, you can't rely solely on some kind of personal insult. It doesn't work. Sure you can. Well, it does you want to cut people down? The best of both worlds is what you want. You want the good argument and the comedy and the the yeah. Nathaniel Barnes. No, no. Thank you, sir. Steven Suarez. Blonde is on fire tonight with the pox commentary. Side note, Mook will pass her rectal bleeding after getting a hotel room visit from my <laughs> husband and I. <laughs> Jeez. 
<laughs> have you been contracted? Have you been hired? Based oh, Steven. Based Holy Steven, cow. Yeah. That, <laughs> He's about as base as a gay man can get. Uh, pretty really much. Is. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Steven. Uh, and not in the Fetty way like Milo. Um, <laughs> has Milo been confirmed to be a fed? I think there were allegations fed. that he was uh, some kind of informant or something. At this point, it's like everybody is, though. You reach a certain level of notoriety and the feds come knocking. I know. It kind of makes me feel like I'm missing out. Like feds have never tried to recruit me. Ever. As far as you know. Yeah, but if they were going to pay me to do something, you know, once you reach a certain amount, I do it. <laughs> Blonde begging to be an informant at this point. Dude, they're going to give me a million dollars. I'll be like, let me tell you about all the people I know in North Idaho. You're going to be it. the next Dan the Fed hired for like 50 grand, uh, you know, a small. <laughs> I don't know, Times are tough, okay? I, well, I was going to say, family. I shouldn't, I shouldn't discount a $50,000 salary these days. Well, it's not what it used to be, but you'd still take that, you know? I don't know anything anyway. I mean, what am I yeah. going to tell people? I um, think Dan, the fed to be fair, got paid in like, I think the total assets were worth 50 grand. It wasn't $50,000 cash. It was like, a that car is like nothing. And some other things. These yeah. people in common at hands, the disinformation board collapsed faster than the Metro dome, but it lasted longer than Brian Seltzer's podcast pocket comb. I almost said podcast. Ah, <laughs> CNN was disinfo on demand, but it lasted longer, even with Tubin's guiding hand. Yeah. Sorry, I messed up the cadence of that. Tubin's guiding hand. That's a great username uh, if you want to go with that. <laughs> Metrodome collapse reference. That's like, you know, only only true Vikings fans will understand. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh, the, um, the, the stadium got too much snow on the stadium and it, it collapsed. That's all you need to know. Is that it? Oh. It's like 10, 15 years ago. I think it was 2009. Did a bunch of people die? That happened. No, nobody was inside at the time, but there is video. Uh, of it. You can watch it happen from the inside. There was an opportunity for a bunch of sports fans to get killed in mass. Um, so if it happened real. during a game that probably could have killed somebody, it was a lot mm -hmm. of snow that landed on that field. You'd have to be digging people out urgently. If it, if it had happened, not to mention awesome. they might've just died from the blunt trauma of that much snow falling on them. If it wasn't suffocation. Okay. And it would have been to your point. It, it pretty much fell all on the field. So it would have been all football. Well, do you want the football players to be harmed or the fans? What is your preference? I want everybody to oh. be harmed. It mostly would have been, the football players. It would have been mostly players. If, mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with that. Okay. Like half the domestic violence in the country would just immediately go away. <laughs> Women uh, everywhere rejoice. <laughs> yeah. Sadie N-word said, it's just a redheaded slut with a dash of coke. <laughs> Oh, that. Oh, my God. That's the that makes total sense. How did yeah. I not again? Jokes from the audience that are on point that I just totally it was made. on point. Jen Blackie and the redheaded slut with a shit with, with a little coke. I stand this by is, my pubic lice comment. Yeah, that was that was fine. That's uh, yeah. I just I didn't make the connection because I don't I, I have also have not uh, consumed. Let me clarify. I've not drank a redheaded slut in my day. But I bet you've done tons of cocaine. Uh, no, never have. Not <laughs> once. Never taken That's a drag of a cigarette either, but Aww. have become hopelessly paranoid on marijuana. That was, I've done, seriously speaking, I've done Molly and I've done weed. Those are the drugs that I've done. Outside I of like. Never no, done any drugs. Does Adderall ever. count as a drug? I've done Adderall. Yes. Too. Adderall's like a, <laughs> okay. I've, done, I've taken Adderall before and I've been like. Yeah. Like this is just like being on any other stimulant. Those are the uh, three. 
We're never getting real jobs. Das Pooch, Matt, us plus other sources, me, Red Ice's news shows. Oh, we can't forget Red Ice. Speaking of which, um, anyone catch Lana and Henrik going hard on Leather, Lauren Southern for claims of Epstein stuff across the whole dissident right? Anyone still take her seriously? I watched that clip. Lana sent it to me last night. And like, I've been involved in the dissident right for how many years? Like coming up on seven years now. Mm-hmm. And it's just standard you know, young people doing drugs and banging each other stuff. Hmm. I've never seen anything where I'm like, oh, that's so scandalous. Hmm. Like people hook up and stuff happens and stuff like that. I've never seen this like casting couch thing. How can you advance somebody's career when they're making their own YouTube videos? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Whenever I I see a lot of this, uh, whenever I see the kind of YouTube infighting, I just... I'm like back I just, away slowly. I, ste- I steer clear, and that's not to say that everybody who does it is wrong. For all I know, there's a perfectly principled argument uh, that they're making. I just, just for me, that's like it's not my, it's, it's not, not my, my thing. Jam. So I just look away when I see it. Well, you only have so much energy when you have a kid, and like all of my energy goes to cleaning and cooking and keeping my kid alive, and then this show twice a week. I just yeah. can't invest in literally anything else. I die. I think yeah. I would just die. Slasher, happy birthday, Uncle Ted. Happy, we love you, Ted. <laughs> um, Copperhead, hey, blonde, buy some tea wraps when you get back to STL. I do love toasted raviolis. Um, mm. I do. Back to St. Louis. When I'm pretty sure that like I I can't ever go back there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you might be a you might be a target. I don't know. Although, um, you know, I I suppose the the militias that that uh, shoot at Black Lives Matter activists are recruiting, like Corey Bush says, they need snipers to. Uh, oh no, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> I'm worried. St. Louis is a culture of like people talking about what high school they went to. Yeah. And in high school, I decided to send my reputation up in flames, and oh. then. I went on YouTube and talked about how St. Louis is a shithole. Oh, so it's for like really specific personal reasons like that. I'm not yeah. welcome there anymore. I forgot about that whole. What was that reporter's name? Daniel uh, Hill. That that's right. Motherfucker. <laughs> I forgot about anyway, that. Anyway, St. Louis is like a really tight old money community. And I yeah. have seen pretty recent Facebook threads talking about how like. Yeah. I'm a huge bitch and stuff. Like I can't go back. I'm. Okay. In common hands, no Chinese takeout, no Blade Runner, now cornmeal crust. Still can't quit Matt. He's not wrong about craft deluxe. <sighs> if that's what if that's what hooks you, man, I will gladly take uh your listen and thank you for supporting the show. You know, maybe I could maybe I could tolerate Blade Runner if I had like a craft deluxe grilled cheese to eat while watching Blade Runner. Maybe that would I love offer you, but you are a, a piece of shit. You're just I've, a I know what everybody thinks about craft singles, okay? But have what you tried What is the difference? It's just thicker. It's deluxe. Okay. <laughs> you got to try it. Try it and get back to me. All right? You think I've never had it? I don't know. You talk like you haven't had deluxe. You talk like you've only had singles. I swear to God, man. <laughs> oh, now she's serious. It's my first name being used and not my nickname. That's how you can tell I'm in trouble. It's like when my mom calls me Rebecca. Yeah, yeah. Rebecca. Failing to get into art school, thunderstorm, um, or being injured as a sharpshooter in the Alps is just the beginning. Your journey has just begun. Is fascism freedom for nothing left to lose? Asking for a friend. <laughs> Isn't that poetic? Fascism is free to, freedom for those with nothing left to lose. Whew. Interesting. I'm an, I'm an eco-fascist now. 
Well, I suppose it's the, the it's the tactics of burn it all down to re, to I suppose restore is kind of what the language is getting at there. That's a really and, beautiful um, concept. Hmm. Interesting. Burning Thank it you. all down. We are at the bottom of the hour. Are you uh, good on time? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah. Colin Bergman. Hey guys, got a raise. Have some money. Blonde. It's pronounced Mangala. That's correct. And what are your thoughts about Pelosi getting called out by a bishop over her rabid pro-abortion stance and being barred from communion? God bless you both. Uh, that's that's a brave stance. We should do that more in Catholicism. I That's all I know about it is exactly what was just described. So I will say, uh, I suppose, uncommonly principled. Good for that guy. Buddha 23 fed. I'm all for you getting my eye and doing whatever you want with it. I just request that you place it on something and say you'll keep an eye on it. This is Mr. Budafet. <laughs> oh, he's Man. the one. Yes. You know, we've had a lot of really touching gestures on this show, people naming their children af- after us, meeting on the show and getting married. And But this, this, this truly touches me. All right. It really does. Well, I, I, just, I just appreciate the pun as well. Thank you, Budafet. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm sweaty... Zeus gaming hmm. monkeypox just in time for mail-in ballots do not vote though blonde stupid idea they cannot reinforce a blowout by the way monkeypox after monkey adenovirus shots hmm um i don't know i died <clears throat> they, they can do whatever they want they can cook the books in any way they want I, i'm sick of people acting like their vote counts Fucking we're gonna find out conservatives we're definitely gonna find out uh, and you know, plenty, you can argue plenty about, we have found out, uh, see the discussion last week about, uh, 2000 mules and the rest, but this is so what's coming up would be so ahistorical, so insane for it to go any direction, but one. And, uh, I just wonder what's going to happen if it goes the implausible direction. It's going to be a sight to be seen. They will never underestimate us again after Trump. Hmm. Um, Play dirty, guys. Robin D. Banks. Nina, you don't understand. It was horrible. I got death threats saying, I disagree with you. And I think you're not a good fit for this position. It was horrible. What a joke. Yeah, I, really. I've, I get death threats all the time. Somebody threatened to kill Emline the other day. You don't see me bitching about it. And and to be as, from our perspective, there's nobody who's good for that position. The the, the criticism is actually mostly against the position itself, the, even position though itself, yeah. she is a site like she's a crazy person and she's worthy of her own criticism. But there's nobody who you can put in there and the people who are criticizing it will say, oh, yeah, that's great. That's a good pick for this job. Yeah, no, the job true. needs to be deleted. That's the point. Um, Kyle Petey, lol, I think she brought up the fact that she's pregnant in direct response to the MTA carton. I mean, probably <laughs> maybe the first second i could tell the internet that i was pregnant i did because i was like maybe everybody will leave me alone <laughs> you and nina have a lot yeah, in common really. you and nina and that uh, gay guy at twitter are like all woven into one implausibly oh god oh no hmm. robin d banks robbie mook is awoken by sound at 2 a.m he realizes he's tied down looking at the foot of the bed he sees hillary smiling and holding a knife you're about, <laughs> about to commit suicide robbie I hope that one becomes a documentary or maybe even a dramatized yeah, fiction. Really. I just want to see that scene acted out. I hope it's actually Hillary that's killing people. <laughs> You've earned my personal murder <laughs> this time, Robbie. I normally don't do this. Sweaty yeah. Zeus Games. Kind of surprised you and everyone else didn't find Nita Jenks Ukraine disinfo show she hosted for the Ukrainian government. It's wild and almost shocking considering current events. Pull it up. Trust me. There's no surprise here. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Even, I That's the first time learning of it. So maybe I should check that out. I didn't know that was a thing. Thank you for the information. Knuckle Hunky Buck. I don't normally simp, 
but blonde is looking particularly tasty today. Here's some bucks. Is it my hair? Is it is it my fluffy hair? Oh, good for you. It, it is very volumized. I will. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rocky Mountain Monk. Why should a person be allowed to commit an act of racist terrorism in Waukesha and not <laughs> in Buffalo? <laughs> yeah, Amy. Why? Tell us why. That's good. Um, AP, my five-month-old son farted so loud in his sleep it woke him up. He looked around wondering what happened. It made me laugh. Just thought you guys should know. Keep up the great work. It is. Kids are so funny, hmm. uh, especially around the one to two year, two plus years. It, this is yeah. just so much fun. Yeah, I can see the uh, the shades of the mischief starting to emerge. And I, uh, I'm excited for that and also wary of that. Yep. But yeah. uh, soon I'll learn. It's really really fun uh donate 2k um matt is it possible at this point you're unintentionally encouraging hoax hate by kids and others just wanting a feature on the show hell i'm planning my own tomfoolery for a shot at startup it is <laughs> why i chopped down the Anne frank frank tree at my local park ah well i'm glad we now the mystery has been solved uh yeah i i gotta think that like feature on this show is the sole motivating factor for um for uh minority high school students uh that's not true. The then they'd be stepping up their game, not doing the same. <laughs> Bro, did you see we uh, we made it on the Matt and Blonde show? What the hell is that? Oh yeah, yeah. We are so famous. Yeah. Um, mutant banhammer and Jurassic Park book. Why did I say it like that? Laura Dern's character is a grad student. The other actress character is a professor, if I remember right. Also, Ian Malcolm's uh, Char flirts with Dern. Oh, character. <laughs> <laughs> Susan's limitations get the best of character flirts with uh, Dern's character frequently in the book. Ah, that would make sense. I, I've not read the book, uh, but that would make sense and it would explain the casting decisions. But even if that's not the reasoning behind the casting decisions, they look like peers. Nobody yeah. ever saw Jurassic Park and thought, wow, he's way older than her. They look yeah. the same age. You're 23. You know, that's. That's fine. That's, you're not 14. What's the problem here? Yeah. Um, President Meg Tom. And nice try, Matt, but I'm sticking with scary Poppins. I like that. Yeah, that's but good. that's, uh, well, I, I hear that. We got dairy Poppins, though. I There's dairy Poppins. And also, isn't that Dan Bongino's bit? Or maybe other people say it, too. I want an original nickname. Scary Poppins is fine. I'm not taking shots, but I don't want to just swipe it from somebody else. Although, I totally stole dairy Poppins from somebody else. So, I guess I'm not even abiding by my own standards. I don't know. Scary Poppins is kind of boomerish, though. It's just kind of a. Yeah. It's not. It, it doesn't. It's not as great as Nina Janky Bitch. OK, that's that's the best. That's Your the wife best is part. right. That's um, that's terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. Uh, Sadie N word uh, laughing my ass off my morning cocktail for my entire 20s was 30 milligrams since it's instant release Adderall, 300 milligrams caffeine energy drink and a massive grizzly wintergreen. What is that? Well. Didn't sleep two nights a week, close down the bar two to three a.m. for others. We're all lucky that our hearts didn't explode from the massive amounts of stimulants that we did in our twenties. Hmm. Is that um oh it's dipping. It's tobacco. Got it. Well, uh <laughs> I don't I I suppose I won't be trying that uh, particular drink anytime soon no, or ever. We're too old for that. Um yeah. Okay, we're good. All right. We are all set on DLive. Appreciate you guys over there. We're all set on Tippy Stream as well. Anything else before we call it a night? 
Nope. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys, as always, for hanging out with us this evening. We appreciate it. We appreciate your chats. We appreciate your super chats. We appreciate all your jokes as well. If you're uh, listening later on demand, thank you kindly for tuning in and supporting the show also. And if you can't get enough, if you need more to listen to, there's even more material over on the audio platforms. You can find uh, Blonde's interviews. You can pl- you can find um, replays of the call-in show every Wednesday night. You can find lots of stuff you might not find on YouTube. It's linked in the description. All the audio platforms are also over on the website. That's Matt Christensen Media. Dot com. Speaking of, if you're looking for anything show-related, you want to find the show, you want to send us a message, you want to find the merch shop, all on the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry Chuck Todd, it's not. If it's Sunday, I bought, if it's Sunday, it's not me at the price, it is the Matt and Blonde Show. That's right. I've done this 300 times, and I messed that up. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya.